Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about one of my favorite queer podcasts. My dad stole my limelight. In each episode, host Lauren Debra sits down with someone to delve into their coming out journey. Lauren never had the coming out she had her heart set on, the dramatic kind, as when she claimed she was ready to declare her sexuality, her dad came out first, stealing her limelight. Each week, Lauren and her guests discover more about their authentic selves and find themselves being more visibly, comfortably queer. Listen to My Dad Stole My Limelight for funny, heartwarming, and relatable conversations that normalize all the feelings and experiences around coming out. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts or on 604podnetwork.com. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. Welcome back to the show. It's a late night intro record for me, so I'm keeping it short, you guys. Before I get to the episode... I'm just wondering, have you given the podcast a rating or review yet? No, you haven't. I get the feeling you haven't. You should do it. That would be awesome. It really, really helps the show out. It helps with the podcast algorithm. It helps get the podcast on charts. It makes it more visible. It's a good thing to do, and it's a free thing to do. So if you could do that, that would be greatly appreciated. And you know what? Two call to actions this week writing a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. That is my request of you guys this week. But also, like, if you don't want to, that's fine. I'm a people pleaser. I'm not going to be mad at you if you don't do those things. But if you do do those things, I would greatly appreciate it. I have a very fun episode for you all. Today's guest on the podcast is a very talented improviser here in Halifax. It is the very funny... Liam Fair. Liam is with Hello City Improv. They are Halifax's improv troupe and they're pretty much a Halifax treasure. They do tons of shows all the time around the city. Really fun, unique shows. You're going to get a unique experience anytime you see Hello City. It's a very special thing. I am someone who's always wanted to take improv classes, but I have not yet you know, built up the courage to do it. But after talking with Liam, I feel like I definitely need to. It seems like a great experience and probably something that would make me a better comedian. Although I'm hardly a comedian right now. But this was such a great conversation. It was such a treat to get to know Liam. He and I sort of were Instagram friends. Our circles kind of cross here and there. But we never really had a one-on-one conversation, not at this length anyway. So it was a goddamn treat. What a nice, funny guy. And I think you guys are going to love him. Make sure you check out Hello City. Give them a follow on Instagram and also follow Liam and stay up to date about the shows he's doing. So let's get right to it, you guys. Please enjoy this great conversation with Liam Fair. 
thing as someone who works and performs or like you know what I mean like I just went home ripped the weed pen and then kind of like I think you just take deep breaths and your body's like we got this you know yeah no that's very true I think that's it you just like you know rip the weed pen and that it, it takes that three to four hours you needed and I think you can yeah. rely on just like an hour I really need a weed pen I, th- I- I still don't understand how to buy them, what to ask for. So when I walk into the weed store, mm-hmm. like NSLC weed store, I'm, I don't know shit. I don't know anything. The catalogs confuse me and overwhelm me. All of the little stations really overwhelm me. I just literally go up and I go, can I just have like a somewhat strong, like sativa or like not the strongest you get, but like, you know, like, yeah. like usually that's what I say. And like people will recommend something to me. But otherwise, like, it just confuses the fuck out of me. Yeah, I, I don't think... I mean, it's kind of a weird way <laughs> to buy it, right? <laughs> like, I think it's counterintuitive. If you bought weed before, it's not... Like, it would be weird if just one day you walked into your dealer's house and he had, like, a glass set up and a pamphlet. And he was like... Instead of being like, hey, man, I got good kush, but it's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> he was like, so it's all more expensive, yeah. but I organized it. Oh my God. <laughs> it's in a pretty case that... Yeah. Put some glass casing on it. <laughs> but uh, also, like, don't touch my bong. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. I miss the days where it was like, I know a friend of a friend of a friend who can get me weed. Yeah. You know? I, I think, what <laughs> I think like, I I don't miss the days, but I miss the stories that came out the of it. The stories that came I out Because I remember I grew up in Waverly, and I remember one day, you know, Waverly was dry. You couldn't get weed anywhere. And we were, like, we were done for the day. We're driving, and I just see this guy on the side of the road, and I was like, this guy looks like he sells weed. And I pull over, and it's, like, in front of the lake, and I, like, dip my head out, and I was like, hey, man, do you sell weed? <laughs> and he was like, what? And I, like, get out, and I was like, I'm not a cop. Like... Like, I'm pretty sure we went to high school together. Do you sell weed? I, I need weed. And he's like, yeah, weed. I sell weed. And he's just like right then and there. And I think those things Man. will never, that I don't think that's, that happens in the same way. That's that, not come back that community, that no. support, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I kind yeah. of miss it in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. But also on the other side of things, I think uh, uh, my experience maybe has like uh, uh, 
a man was different uh, hanging out with a weed dealer than maybe because like there's yeah. things I can think of where I'm like this is problematic for me but if if this was anyone else this would be like someone should call the cops I, I used what? to have a weed dealer I come in and he made me watch uh, To Catch a Predator what? T-Cap <laughs> T-Cap, he'd be like, hey, man, stay for an episode of T-Cap. And then, and then we'd watch it. And then he'd be like, okay, okay, what can I get you? But it would, it, you like almost hope it wasn't a, a fresh episode that you're walking into. Because oh. you're like, okay, we got to wait for the whole thing until, okay, well, oh. you know they're going to, you know how this goes. To catch up. Teacup. Oh yeah. my god, that's so funny. Yeah, and he oh, got really no. into the like the real vigilante stuff, and he was like, "You know what? I think I could do it." And I was like, "Right on! Can I please buy weed?" Well, it's like they want a friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think and he also he- had friends. I think he was just a little weird. <laughs> and it's all you always feel obligated. Like it can't yeah, sure. just be a smooth transition. And that's like I haven't even um used like any like the weed delivery services that exist outside of like i like i know a lot of people who use those and like i haven't even tried that yet instead i just like make the trek to fucking joe how yeah for weed which can be fun yeah i mean it's like i i think there's like i like calling it the nsl weed NSL weed. NSL weed's fun. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The L Cannabis weed, sounds the weird. Weed, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and NSLC, NSL weed, it works. NSL weed. Uh, and, yeah, you know. But then also it is weird. You go in sometimes and then uh, there's just a whole lot of people uh, and you're, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> taking, it's just baskets. They're like reaching in baskets and they're like, do you want, no, a different basket? Like, How many baskets are there? They're like hundreds. <laughs> it's really wild. Yeah. And sometimes you'll get someone who's really accommodating. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll get someone who just will just like I, I've gone in and just been like, what what do you recommend? And they just like they just okay, so here are the options. And I'm like, I need you to pick one for me. Yeah. Like I like you're like I don't know I don't know what these things so I've been on a journey with edibles. Right. Okay. Uh, are you an edible guy? Are you a weed I, I gummy? I love all weed. Yeah. I will give you some weed gummies nice. before you leave tonight because yeah. I don't want them anymore. Okay. I have determined they are not for me. <laughs> in in what way are you giving, Liam? Like they're poison and you're like, I don't want this poison. Take this poison. <laughs> I've done them maybe four times my whole life. Uh-huh. The most recent being my past, my birthday a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, I'm running a private karaoke room and getting high. Uh-huh. Popped a five milligram gummy, which is uh-huh. the lowest yeah. dose. Yeah. That is nothing. And you got too high? Uncomfortably high. Yeah. And this is what happens every time I do gummies. It doesn't mm. matter the strength. Have if you- it's edible, I just, I get, and you know what? Maybe the high that I'm getting is fun for other people. Right. But for whatever reason, Maybe it's the environment. Maybe it's because I'm. I was doing about to say maybe if you weren't just in a karaoke room, <laughs> like maybe, uh, maybe you were anxious because you were doing karaoke in a basement room. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Oh, it's the weed. <laughs> and then you look around and you you open the door and there's a guy shaking yeah. an empty beer bottle and you close it. That's why you were anxious. Have you ever been to this place, Superstar Karaoke on Gotagen? It's a fucking wild place. Yes, I would. Okay, so anyways, uh, my point stands. Yeah. You might have been anxious because of where you were doing karaoke. But you know what? It wasn't anxious. It mm-hmm. was like, it was just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. And at a certain point, my friends didn't sound like they were speaking English and it freaked me out. <laughs> I don't mean to be offense. You accidentally walked into one of the Korean rooms. (laughs) (laughs) You you thought it was your friends. You're like, oh no, my friends aren't speaking English. What's going on? 
I don't think you were too high. I think you went to a weird karaoke bar. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh man. I was just so high. And like, and yeah, it, I didn't have fun is the thing. And so that was the fourth time doing it. I'm like, I, I might give it one more shot. And what I might do is just take half. And I know that that sounds fucking wild Mm because five milligrams is not a lot. Right. But maybe I'll take half because the, I think one of the times that I've, I did, I ate cookies. Right. That was COVID summer 2020 lockdown. I was in here by myself and I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to get fucked up. And that was a little funner. So maybe the edible experience right. needs to be an alone thing for me. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would love to see what happens when you don't do it in the basement karaoke spot. I'm curious. <laughs> I wonder if that has an impact. Because <laughs> um, oh, part of me is like, I don't know, like there's certain drugs that like any place is great. And even then, I think like you could do a key bump and look around and be like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, if it's, if it's, if I'm consuming it in weed form, mm-hmm. it's not for me. I can right. smoke weed. Right. I can smoke a lot of weed and be high, but like still be fine. Right. I should have just smoked weed that night. Cause like what I want, I, I didn't want to get drunk. It was a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to like get lively and like talky yeah. and chatty. Right. And, and most and you sativas. Thought an edible. <laughs> Which made me feel like a bag of sand. I wanted to go dancing with my girls. You know, I wanted to be up all night <laughs> having fun. So I thought, take an edible. <laughs> I, I think MDMA is actually the drug I need. Yeah, it, yes. <laughs> this is like going into a store and being like, yeah, I want to be up all night. I want to do this. And someone's like, MDMA. And you're like, no, I think I want weed. <laughs> I want the one that makes me anxious and sleepy. <laughs> oh my God. Lessons learned though. Yeah, no, that's okay. You I, can't buy a lesson. <laughs> that's true. And, and you know, I think now you know, don't do it in a karaoke spot. With other know. people. Yeah. And maybe maybe Molly would make that karaoke spot better. I'm in a resurgence of a party mode of my life. Okay. At 36 years old. Yeah, I think that's a good time to do it's, it. It's a spiral. Right. Quite frankly, because mm-hmm. I'm getting closer to 40 mm. and I'm spiraling. So now I'm reverting and I'm trying to be 26. Okay. Which is such a stereotypical thing for like a woman in her 30s to say, I'm actually in my 20s. Um, but I I do feel like there's fun I need to have. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Honestly, I think it, like wh- what's fun is I think when you're older, you have fun. You're just like, you know how to, the recovery process, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. You're aware where it's like, oh, I'm going to do Molly. But then I, I have my bottles of water. I have my Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not doing it for another four weeks or else I'll call someone too sad. You yeah. know, like, I think it's just. You have more I, foresight. I mean, yeah, you know you know how to take care of it. It's the difference between, you know, like the people that like when they're too drunk, you like come home and the like they made their bed already. And you're like, mm, you, you yeah. know what you're doing, you know? Yeah. And I don't I, think I've ever had my shit together that much. Okay. Okay, so but maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe this yeah. is a learning opportunity where it's like if you can enter your party phase again, yeah. but this time smarter. Smarter? Yeah. You could be unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking on Instagram DMs about puking. I'm mm-hmm. like, far too many times have I gone out and on an empty stomach. Right. Empty stomach drinking. Yeah. <sighs> you just puke bad. wherever, huh? Yeah. Oh, I've puked well, specifically the Freemans on Quinpool. Okay, sure. I've puked in. <laughs> Shout out Freemans. I'm sorry that I ruined your bathroom probably many, 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 many years ago. I've never puked there. <laughs> Drank there, ate there, loved ne- there, oh, laughed there, but never, never puked. puked there. 
That's a sign. That's it. Freeman's. <laughs> that needs to be a sign above the door. You come sponsor me, Freeman's. Yeah, I've puked in so many public wow. bathrooms. Do you ever gaslight people after you do it? No, but we need to we need to hear this story before we <laughs> let me introduce you though because okay. this is what I always do we get into it and then mm-hmm. I, I'm like I gotta introduce is it, it it is fair right yeah yes, okay because yes, yes. like I saw your name and I was like uh, there's no trick to this no like, okay, okay. no nope, it's a it's a basic <laughs> name it's like it's easy yeah there's nothing about it fair it's not it's not, it's not you know I've never heard that last name okay well what I Other like yeah you. Liam Fair and what I like about it it's like very easy and easy. then my dad always goes fair like the weather but then sometimes the weather's bad and you go like come on dad <laughs> fair like out. the weather yeah i would say fair like the carnival okay that i think that's way better than my dad because it, it could that could exist on a rainy day mm-hmm. yes <laughs> that's not weather dependent might be a little more dangerous but yeah you know. but yeah everybody i'm here with a super special guest i'm so excited to finally have this person wow. on the podcast because we've been Instagram friends for mm-hmm, a bit mm-hmm. and I've been watching what you've been doing from afar yeah. and our circles kind of overlap sometimes. S- small Venn diagram. But now it's like fully overlapping because yeah. you're you're here, you're on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It is, would you say, I'm going to say comedian and improviser, sure. actor. Sure. What other titles? Uh, I manage a bar. Bar manager. Um... I think that's it. I think that's all my titles. It's Liam Fair, everybody. Wow. Welcome to the podcast. If you don't know about the bell, I keep forgetting about the bell, but it is a positive reinforcement bell. So if, it, if there's... <laughs> I'll tell you what, this was my dinner bell, and I already yeah. am salivating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peter Anthony once said, he's like, are my fries done? Like- <laughs> I, um, that, that's the... That's is it the triggering? Story. No, it's a good thing. Okay. You know, it's like, it's uh, like, what's that bare naked lady? Like... Uh, ring a barrel and now salivare. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love that song. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. And you're coming straight from work, yeah. which is like, I appreciate it a lot because I, I'm someone like we were talking about this before. Like I need, I need hours of transition time to like mm-hmm. get into a mode, but you're like, you're like, let's go. Let's do it. Let's, this let's is like a nice keep, change of pace. Keep, though. keep the momentum up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to sleep on Wednesday. Yeah. 48 whole, hours. Is that what you do? You, do you Cl- stockpile sleep like I do? Just, yeah. Like a, yeah. And then wake up 48 hours later and I get, you know, get back to it. Mm. Yeah. That's um not healthy. <laughs> it's not um, good. But I'm saying that from a place of empathy because I do it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll, no, like, no one likes it. deprive myself yeah. and then I'll stockpile the sleep and like mm-hmm. sleep very late on the weekend. And I'm like, I know as an adult, you have to do the whole bed at the same time, up at the same time thing. I know this is something I need to do. Why can't I do it? Yeah, because like it sucks when things are out of your control and and they're like, you have to do this, you know? Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you have to do this. You're like, what do you mean I have to do this? And then you're like, oh, my back hurts. It's like, did you stretch? You're like, no. It's like, well, you have to stretch. You're like, fuck you. I don't have to stretch. Yeah, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of the, any of those kind of things. I think whenever you know, it's like you have to you have to drink water. You're like, I don't want to drink water. Right. You know, you don't want to do that. Uh, you don't want to go to bed. Uh, you, you don't want to buy chairs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why are chairs? This is one one thing as an adult for me that is utterly shocking. How pricey chairs are. These chairs that we're sitting on, they're good chairs. I mean, they're not they're really not, good chairs. They are, but folks they're not, at home. They're not the most fancy things in the world. They were $80 on sale though. Okay. For on sale. Each? Yeah. Each? Whoa. Okay. So here me Chairs at, are pricey. And, Why? Well, um, I think, <laughs> 
you know, probably just based on everything's expensive and labor. And these are really good chairs. These but are also, really good chairs. I, I, I think it is dumb. I think the problem with chairs, though, is they like have to convince you that they're good because you can just use other things as chairs. You could just you use, use a milk crate as a chair. You could use, you know, you so could use much. like a, a, a desk, technically a small desk. You could use that as a chair. You could use a, literally just a giant rubber ball, you know? Oh, yeah. And people use those and they're like, I'm a Zen person. Yeah. My core strength is unreal. And you're like, are you oh, just great. cheap? Are you just cheap? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, it's cheaper than $80. Well, this is just it. I don't. I. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay, you're you're getting into the arena of your thirties. Um, I I see no, that's the, great. death knocking at my door. No, 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 and no, 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 I no, am no. willing to answer. No, no, you're twenty nine, thirty, early thirty. Like, yeah. thirty is a great fucking age. I believe it. I think I think like thirty was actually one of my favorite ages, but thirty six is like okay, you're closer to forty now. Mm-hmm. Like like it's I have four years. Until you're 40? Until I'm 40. 14 until you're 50, which isn't bad. <sighs> That's not bad. I, I think I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. Hear me out. It's like, what a blessing. You know, we get to live on this planet. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where I don't know if you feel the need to like, have you felt the need to keep up with life events? Like getting certain things at certain times in your life? Um, Do you care about that? Not as much. So my... Uh, I don't know. Like my dad, it was like 33. He was older than my mom because times um, were, you know, just like just barely different. And it was like, you can date a woman 10 years younger. Yeah. Uh, I we, mean, they, we razz my guys, dad. Guys still do it. He's my dad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they really do. Yeah, true, do true, 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 true. Actually, true. Men still bad. Shout outs. Uh, shout outs. Women worldwide. Men are bad. Men still bad. Still bad. But uh, better, but still bad. Oh, it's just in. <laughs> Men are still bad, um, which is cool. But it's yeah. uh, so That's my a big dad. Age gap. Yeah, and then so, but like, um, feel like they're they're like you know pretty similar maturity wise. Like, yeah. like my mom was just intelligent, mature, and uh, my dad's an idiot. Like most of the men in my family. But then right. it was kind of like okay, well they were both they like when they started a family together, they were both at different points, obviously, but where they needed to be. So I'm like, you know, my dad was older. You can still have a family and have like a nice time and still contribute and not feel like you have to rush. Mm. But then also, um, sometimes what happens is like a kid will come up and they'll like squeeze your pinky or something and they'll say, like, Mr. Mans, I had a wonderful day. And then you're like, ooh, right? You like a little bit. Um, but then they piss themselves and you're like, no thanks. So I think it's, I think there's like as much as anyone else, like you, you know, you want to experience every kind of life experience probably. Right. Well, that's just it. I think you never can. And it's probably the quicker you can probably come to peace with just like whatever cards you're dealt or the cards you're dealt. And it's really nice. It's probably like, absolutely. This is a theme that's coming up a lot. Just dealing with the cards you you got. Kind of right. the reason I'm spiraling is I saw an old friend the other day. Mm-hmm. Maybe she still listens to the podcast. I don't know. Shout out to you, but you made me spiral because I mm-hmm. hadn't seen her in a while, and I was like, "What's new?" And she's like, "Actually, a lot. I'm married now, and I'm pregnant. Whoa, I'm doing May." And I was just like, "Whoa, like <laughs> this is this, this." And then it came back to me, and it was, "Oh, so you're still doing the podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> That hurts. Yeah. I was just like, I was just like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like still doing the same stuff I've been doing for six years. I think that's okay. I mean, like you're talking, I do improv. I literally do like when, when I, when people, if you, if you say like, you know, are you a comedian? I'm like, I don't know. Cause it's a comedian. Yeah. She, right. But if someone else, it's like, you do comedian, they're like, Oh, stand up. And then you're like, no, right. I do improv. They're like, Oh, like skits. And you're like, yeah, kind of. And they're like, like in high school drama class. And you go, yeah, like that. <laughs> And they go, oh. It's like so an th- explanation thing. Yeah. But if you said improviser, people would kind of Oh, well, yeah. Right? Th- oh, oh, like oh. jazz? And he goes, oh. well, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know what's so funny? One of my actually, like, first experiences with, like, live comedy was an improv show in New York City. Whoa. In 2008, I went there with my mom. And this guy just on the street was handing out flyers, trying to bark people in. Yeah. And we went. And I laughed so fucking hard. He even like had us like up on stage doing things. Yeah. And it was like so fucking fun. And that was like one of my first experiences with live comedy in general. So I, I feel like, well, yeah, I mean, the New York uh, improv scene around that time sounds like it was, uh, I mean, I wasn't there. I was a, a boy, <laughs> but I think in terms of like UCB and the things going on, up yeah. Citizens Brigade and Amy Poehler. And yeah. Like, yeah. That would have been like when, Ben Schwartz and those people would have been like young and doing it. And I feel like, I don't know. I, all over the, the world, it doesn't have to be like these massive cities. I just think when there's like a lot of people that love doing it and they, yeah, that healthy competition or whatever. Yeah. And they just want to like come do the show, whatever. And it's like, then you're just going to get good quality stuff. It's so. collaboration. Yeah. And so you're going to get like a great show in New York. Cause these people would just do shows all the time. They're like, yeah, just come have fun. And it's like, come well, if that's the basis, right? Like you just want me to have fun. It's not like a look how intellectual I am or right. how whatever, you know. It's like yep. just, Yeah. It's the it's the key goal. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Um and we should get the plug in right away cuz Liam, you were with Hello City. Mm-hmm. And you have you're doing something really cool uh haha for humans. Can you tell everybody about that? Yeah. Um we I think it's so fucking cool. We, we did a couple fundraiser shows. We'll continue to do fundraiser shows, but over the winter, we just did a couple um, uh, shows specifically for Out of the Cold. It's awesome. Uh, we always donate a, a portion of the doors through our Hello City, but um, just in the nature of like covering theater, yeah. cost, things like that, we it's only usually about 15%. Right. Uh, but for HaHa's, luckily I work at Good Robot, and Good Robot uh, loves to be... Uh, awesome with their space in yeah. that way so we get the space for free and then um <clears throat> which is great yeah we were able to raise it's hard to say because people also could have donated on their own but in terms right. of what we've donated um and what like a safe estimate it's probably close to like three thousand dollars that's fucking awesome yeah that's fucking great um, and it's nice because again like we're just going up and having fun but we had people with uh from this hour's 22 minutes uh, Stacy McGonigal, Chris uh, uh, Wilson, uh, Jordan Foisey did stand up. Um, yeah, which was really Phenomenal. cool. Yeah, it was really nice. And then so it felt good. It was nice. We raised a lot of money. And I, I, I think for a lot of us, especially like doing shows in the North End or doing shows at the bus stop uh, at Good Robot. And, you know, especially like the mousetrap's wonderful, but it's not fully accessible. So it's also one of those things that, that, you know, you're grateful to do the show, grateful to do the space, but then it's also like, if you're not, Mm. you want to make sure that the shows are at least giving back if they're not fully accessible. Yeah. 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 That's fair. And, and you know, that's, there's not a lot of performing space in the city, you know, everyone tries their best, but yeah, I know that's a big focus of ours at hello city that it's, you know, if we're going to do stuff, uh, 
Yeah. You know, uh, we're very lucky and fortunate, like, that we get gigs doing, like, um, drama fest with high schools or things like that. Yeah. So we can make a little bit of money, but for the most part, we just try to, like, you know, do some goofs for, you know, That's whatever bad. kind of um, nonprofit. I think we might do Mutual Aid Mondays, too, which would Ooh. be nice. I think we just, might just do a show for, like, one person, you know, That's see, really find nice. something and be like, okay, but we could contribute. You know, you see like, hey, we're late on rent. It's like, okay, well, we could probably raise $400 per, uh, dollars yeah. for something. And that would be that like immediate, you know. Immediate, and, yeah. like money in someone's hands kind yeah, of thing. Which could be very nice. And it doesn't, you know, so improv's cool. very easy to um, do. So. Is it? Okay, because for me, I'm like, it seems terrifying. And like, I admire it so much, but I, I, the quickness mm -hmm. is not... <laughs> Not something I'm great at. Um, so that's what terrifies me, just the being quick on your feet kind of thing. Uh, so I don't think it I don't think it I mean I, I seems easy at all. I think like stand up is scarier, but with, with improv, what's nice is it's like I think the point like the the skill you're learning is like conquer that fear probably in the same way of stand up. But mm. once that fear is gone or managed, then you're just playful. Like I, I think it's like everyone's always I'm not quick, I'm not funny. But a lot of improv is just essentially training to, like, not listen to the doubt or the fear and just, like, let go. And then right. what happens is you're like, oh, wow, that was really quick. And I did that. And I said something funny. And I said something quick. And I did that because I just didn't listen to the the inside voice being like, don't say this or don't whatever. And and uh, so I think everyone That's has bad. the capacity to be witty and quick. And our brains are like, shout, you know, shout out the human brain. Shout out to the brain. <laughs> Uh, really good. And I think part of the improv training is just like uh, getting rid of fear, getting rid of that fear, reducing the reducing that like inner voice that's saying, like, don't do this. And this is the thing. I really think a skill like that totally transferable to comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's the same thing when you're doing stand up. Uh, you don't want your jokes to be like scripted, robotic, mm -hmm. all of those things. You want the crowd to feel special each time, even though it might be the same bit you've done for a while. Like. And so learning that skill of like, I'm not scared. I'm just going to say the thing, especially with like crowd work and stuff. It's, mm -hmm. it's very similar. I, I And I think it's, you know, it's not even, it's, it's like you can still be scared, but also just like knowing that it's like at the end of the day, you take a deep breath or something. And yeah, like there's like real physiological things you can do when you're feeling nervous. And so oh, the, the, the so, do, do you know the uh, two quick Two quick inhales, one long outhale. Outhale? Uh, yeah. Did I say outhale? I think that works still. We'll take it. Exhale, Exhale seems weirder. Outhale is more intuitive. <laughs> Inhale, outhale. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I do that. Uh, I'll either do the fart lips. You know, What's that? And just kind of like shake out my like. That uh, helps. Yeah, yeah, you do like uh, it helps with anxiety. Yeah, so any anxiety, if you do like, it helps kind of shake it out a little. And then the other thing you can do is that you like you breathe in for five seconds, you hold it for five seconds, and then you exhale, exhale for five seconds. Uh, Got you. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah, you kind of like get more calm. But I yeah. think that's like you know that's not just improv training, but I think part of you know being a good performer is getting those like tricks to know how like if your body is responding to nerves like what can i do yeah like, to get my body to you know and guess what you can do it without ativan yeah whoa <laughs> you can you don't need 
to pop a pill or like yeah. like it, it, breathing alone is just like I mean crazy what it can do to like calm you down and you forget to breathe right like that's yeah. the when I'm teaching improv you, you can hear people like it comes out in their voice and their choices because they're not breathing and they're stressed and you can see them get red and you're like, Oh, just take a breath, you know, like deep breath. Yeah. Hey, it'll come. Right. And, uh, um, but that's common, right? Like, uh, um, even I, th- I'm sure it's similar in stand up, but you'll see performers, they'll look at the ground and they'll stop breathing. And it's like, yeah, no one's going to help them on the ground. Right. Like no one's down there is going to look them in the eyes and connect with them. Mm. Right? It, 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 it is insular. And then it's like they don't breathe. So they just become this like, right. And then, uh, yeah. So it, it's always I don't know. You can see it if someone's bombing a stand up too. they'll like look at the ground and you're like, oh, no, I feel called know? out. Um, do you look you at the did- ground? <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing you do? I, I've been told that I look at the ground a lot and I, I back up a lot rather mm. than leaning in. Um, but these are just stupid things that like, unless you're like video recording your sets all the How time. How is it? No, yeah. And, I, or people tell you. I mean, also, I would believe that people sometimes are probably like over analyzing other people's physicality and yep. stand up and stuff. But I do know that at least yes. like as an improviser, it's for me more important just because usually there's a scene mm. partner. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I'm looking at the ground, like I, they're like, they're like, where are you? Where are you? Over <laughs> yeah, here, you know, over yeah, here, Liam, yeah. over here. Yeah. And so how long, so you have an interesting backstory because, so in your application, you said that you, um, was it football that you, that you played? Yeah. I did, in high school? I did sports and, um, and like I did, uh, a math, I was doing math. I was doing like pre-cal math. Oh, wow. Uh, a smart jock. Has, yeah. So, and, uh, Disney didn't call. And <laughs> so I was looking for other job opportunities. Wait. <laughs> High School Musical 4 came around and they didn't need me. (laughs) No. uh, So I had all, like, my best friends in the world had Drama 11 and I had Pre-Calculus in the same block. And then I would leave and I sat beside this guy and there's no way he listens to this podcast. So I'll say it. Let's fucking call him. Yeah. He, he, I, I, I sat with him in 12 Advanced Math the year before and he had this old radio that he was saying he was fixing. And he brought it and I had to sit. It was assigned seating. So I sat with him and he just brought it every day and he never fucking did anything. Old radio. He just had an old radio. And then he was like, I'm fixing it. I was like, well, you're not actively fixing it. You're just bringing it around. (laughs) And it's like four months into this and he didn't fix it. So it's like you're just carrying around garbage. Like Why? What? Yeah. And then it was like maybe the first day of the next. And it was like, for whatever reason, the teacher assigned me next to him again. And I like look over and he has this thing. And I was just like, I can't fucking do this. Like I cannot. It's in. I was like, I don't care. I'll never be a doctor. I don't care. I'm willing to like close doors on professional opportunities to not have to sit next to this guy with this radio. Oh, wow. Uh, especially because my friends were doing this drama class and we would come out and I'd be like, again, looking at the ground, hating it. And then they'd be laughing and they'd be doing inside jokes. They'd be like, oh, wow. You know, let's Sam and Slat. And you're like, shut up, guys. Like, right. And we'd, we'd hang on. They'd all be laughing. So you I felt left out. So I dropped pre-cal to join drama 11. Wow. I know. Right. And then as, and then we were a menace to this teacher. She had just come from, uh, she was a new teacher. Um, and she came from Sackville high and they had an improv team there and we Lockview never had, I went to Lockview in uh, like fall river. I grew up in Waverly and, uh, we didn't have an improv team. And, um, 
then as she was like, hey, you guys have to stay after class because we were like being rowdy one day. She's like, you guys are too rowdy, but also I think you'd be great at improv. So I won't split you guys up if you like try improv. Um, so then me and all my friends uh, in high school uh, made this improv team. And we ended up like oh winning regionals and going to national. What? Lessons. Yeah. Like, Wait, this is, this is a teen movie. It's a teen movie. Yeah, this is yeah, like the better I, version I, of Glee. I know. Yeah. So it was <laughs> like we won regionals. We went to nationals. We sucked. We were so bad. But we were the best east of Montreal, which was a fun joke. You know, uh, like, how were you? Like, best east of Montreal. So yeah. Like, so you're 17th out of 20. It's like hell. But yes. own that space, baby. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and then, um, do you know Onomatopoeia? Oh yeah. Okay. So we uh, competed against each other. Travis Lindsay went to oh, uh, no on Sackville High. Oh. Uh, so I like love Travis Lindsay. Always love Travis Lindsay because in our in the year we won, we beat Travis by like two points. Oh. We ended up going to a party <laughs> after at a, a, a mutual friend's, and the mutual friend's mom was there and was so drunk and came up to me and was like, you guys didn't deserve to win. And I was like, whoa. Uh, and I remember Fair that is fair, vividly. baby. Yeah. But Travis, hear me out. If anyone was robbed, it was Travis. They were very funny. And I remember being like, this guy's hilarious. And then obviously he's still hilarious. Still and, fucking hilarious. Yeah, amazing. Wow. Um, that's wild. So then, so, and we like, but they were a year older. And then I remember we were driving by like, what is now the like, um, Dartmouth crossing that was barely a thing like right then. and uh, I remember Tyler was like well you guys didn't deserve to win and I was I'm like a, I'm you know I had that sports like competitiveness and we were all kind of like well fuck you like we'll win again and then we like did and we like oh fell in love God. with improv and and I I was playing football I was like uh pretty good I played on the provincial team and and things like that and I was getting calls from universities to like go to oh. university and play and yeah I got recruited by Mount Allison and Goddamn. I went to Mount Allison, but I went to Mount Allison because I, when I went to Improv Nationals, there was this guy who was like, it, it was this uh, life after CIG, the Canadian Improv Games. And he was like, uh, his name was Justin Collette. And he was like, hey, if anyone's going to Mount Allison, just let me know. And I was like, I'm going to Mount Allison. And he had like created this like super group of improvisers from like New Brunswick and all over oh. Canada to do like shows. Uh, called Flint Improv, and I like took classes from guys from Chicago and like uh, people from Toronto and uh, these really talented people, and uh, dropped football because it was toxic and terrible and like, yeah. not good. And but part of me kind of knew that, you know, like part at this point, I had like seen people in improv being like really kind and loving, and right. football was not kind and loving. The opposite, and, like kind yeah. Of and and so then I remember being like without saying it to anyone being like, well, I'm going to go to Mount A because I know I probably don't want to really play football and I'll just do improv. And but you kind of used it to get in there. A little bit. I mean, there's like more, I mean, I got, I think I would, it, it was like more complicated a little bit, but it was one of those things that I knew it's like, well, if I go anyways, like if yeah. I'm going to go to all these schools, I may as well go to the one where I know that there. if I have two loves, like, you know, at least one of them is going to be really good. And, it was really good, and he, uh, Justin Collette ended up being like uh, a lead on uh, School of Rock and Broadway for like he played like Jack Black's character. No he, way! He's currently touring as like Beetlejuice for the, like the broad like oh my he's gosh. incredibly talented and Fuck yeah. Uh, so I was lucky enough to learn from like some and it just like that's phenomenal. Yeah, all these like really weird little lucky things just in terms of improv where and I was the, right place, right time, and that like, radio. Yeah, 
That fucking radio. Uh, that fucking guy in the radio. Do, right? do you think of your life in that way where these small little decisions sort of, or do you actually think you would have got there eventually? Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't know if I would. I, I mean, it's cool to think that it's like it could be these little life things. Uh, but life I think choices. that, yeah, like I, I think it is in a sense, it, like it, it shows you that, um, you know, uh, one door closing could be another opening or choices. Yes. You know, there's yeah, repercussions, yeah. but also um, it's a little bit of just trusting the process sometimes. I think like. I like that. I, for us, it's like we we worked hard too. You know, it's not like we just showed up and won or whatever. We like fell in love and like worked hard and and read and watched and you know just talked about it and did mm. it all the time. Um, and so part of it was just you know, like if you find something you love it, you it, it's going good. Like who am I to blow against the wind? Why am I getting, you know, let's just trust this. Let's go with it. So, yeah. Um, so I think sometimes for me, especially maybe these little choices will take me other places. Cause I'll just maybe be like confident enough that I'll work hard or do something enough that I can, you know, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's not, I, I've been lucky enough, right. With just like the nature of yeah. where people are and yeah. Damn. And so you've been really doing it since high school. Yeah, improv at least, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wowzers. I know, it's nice. And then you do some acting too, right? Kind of. I mean, I don't really, I've like, I did a play and I've done a TV show. You did uh, a TV show? I was on Digstown. I was a racist cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, I had a trailer and Congratulations. everything. Congratulations. I mean, it, it was honestly, it's one of these things they like, they just wanted, uh, the like self tape was like, look like a drunk racist idiot. And I was like. Okay, and it was my first ever self tape, and I got it, and I was like, I don't feel good about any of this. Oh my god! Uh, so I so did funny. that, and then I played in a play, and I was played this guy named Duncan, who is labeled the most pathetic man in the world. So I've gone, I played a racist cop, I played the most pathetic man in the world. Um, what's next for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. What's your, a what's, real what? piece of shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're getting pigeonholed into these roles. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. know if I'm getting pigeonholed or they're just casting well. <laughs> listen, listen, I want to see the fucking movie or show about your high school improv team. Oh, yeah. I think. And then in that one, you certainly will be the uh, you'll be the, the hero. No, no. OK, so the real hero one. would be Colin McGuire, who does Hello City with oh, me. Because okay. we did high school improv together. Oh. And he, he was, okay, you know, so he's the hero. He's the hero. Yeah. What would you be? Um, I would probably be uh, maybe the the um, like the uh, the oh, come on, guys, we got it. Mm, you know, stubborn? Like the, uh, a little stubborn. Yeah, a little. Yeah. But but then a little bit playful, you know, because then it's sometimes where I'd be playful and then someone was like, you're not taking it seriously. And I was like, I work hard. Don't talk to me that way. You know, oh, that, like that was so like kind of like almost goofy, but deep down super hard worker. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I, but we were all kind of like that. So it was a nice little thing. But uh, I think uh, Colin was such a nice uh, he's a very loving, sensitive hardworking person so when you have I think when you have a lot of people that work really hard but they'll be like kind of like my way my way my way and then you have someone who just kind of has a way of uh mm. you know you can see their passion you can see their love you can see what they bring in and how they're treating you and you kind of go okay well I gotta lighten up I gotta do yeah I gotta be nice oh my god <laughs> I gotta do it this you know yeah, yeah, yeah. god damn yeah he's awesome yeah. God damn! Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, Colin McGuire. Colin McGuire. If you McGuire. ever take classes, take them with Colin McGuire. Okay. He teaches at Neptune 
Uh, they're really good. Um, he, yeah, incredibly intelligent, incredibly uh, caring, very thoughtful, thinks about it a lot, knows how to communicate it. Um, but yeah, we grew up uh, being best friends in high school and doing improv together. Uh, he went away, did it at Acadia, taught, like did the improv club kind of thing at Acadia for a bit because universities are always so yeah weird with it. But um, societies or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Whatever Every, it is. And it's like there's always politics you're entering, you know yeah. what I mean? And you're like, I don't it's like we only do this game because Jason says it's the best. It's like, who's Jason? And you look over and it's a guy with a fedora and a glove. And you're like, <laughs> I don't want to do improv. I don't want to. Yeah, because it's such a um, social thing because mm -hmm. you're with other people and yeah. you have to have that group unity. Yeah. Is that a hard thing sometimes to like maintain? Yeah, especially because like, you know how we talk about how men suck? Oh, yeah. Right? So like men will come in and then they'll suck or you'll suck as a man, like in my case, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, how do we navigate this? But especially, oh, like like they suck in a way that's like not necessarily related to improv? Like, yeah, just as a, like, like a, a communicator or oh, okay, something, gotcha. you know? And yeah, just, yeah. Uh, certain things where I remember one time I was, uh, teaching and, you know, it was a room full of white people cause we're doing improv in Halifax and, and they started doing the scene kind of about police brutality. And I go like, ah, guys, like, I don't, just, I don't know, you know, like what, are, what are we saying here? You know, yeah, like, yeah. what are we doing? Let's not like, yeah, let's not act out, you know, violence right. or whatever. And I remember someone, you know, people being like, uh, comedy you can say whatever you want like you're making you're accusing me of being racist i'm like i'm not accusing you of shit i'm just saying it was a bad scene oh it's i'm bad now it's like oh fuck you know like uh, so sometimes that happens where you're like yeah especially over dumb shit right you're like yeah just hey do a new scene it's improv it's literally you're playing pretend don't yeah. feel like you're playing pretend and you did a bad move on you yeah yeah I mean? yeah like uh, but then obviously sometimes people will get that ego, the defensive, like, how dare you say I did something bad? You're like, everyone does things bad all the time. What are you upset about? You know? Yeah. Chill the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. So sometimes that happens, but very rarely. I think most people that do improv do it because they want to be collaborative and kind. And Yeah. You know. I love that. Yeah, it's, I love. It's, it's nice. It seems really nice. Yeah. It seems a lot nicer than stand up. Stand up's so lonely. Yeah. I think. It's such a lonely art. It seems like it's getting less lonely in how maybe I'm wrong but from the outside because like I remember when I first started doing you know improv in the city and I I would talk to people I'd be like I do improv in the city and they're like I don't fucking care and I'd be like okay uh and now it seems like there's a lot at least more people like you know trying to collaborate or connect and yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more um I think when you put yourself out the way you do in stand up I think your walls you build you know maybe a little too far out sometimes and I would agree. Yeah. Uh, but then it obviously, and that's not that like improvisers aren't sensitive, but especially like with hello city, we've known each other for so long. It's like when I'm being a piece of shit, people are like, Liam, you're being a piece of shit. You're like family at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, better or worse. Right. Sometimes it's like, Hey, you know, you, you talk to me in a way where you forgot that we're not, you know, right. Like you can't actually just cause you had a shitty day. doesn't mean you can like the fucking communication. It's cheesy to say, but it's so fucking important. Cause yeah. it's like, if you don't say what's going on and like how you're feeling, it's mm -hmm. just going to build resentment and it's going to yeah build, build, build and come out in the shittiest ways. Yeah. It's, and sometimes it's like agree to disagree. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. you got to come to terms with that, especially if you're doing a collaborative art form where it's like, you know, hey, I think you feel this way and I feel a different way. So, like, 
I know uh, uh, Henry and I do a lot of improv together on Hello City, uh, Hello City. Have for years. We had a duo called Eat Local, and it was always nice because he's oh. very uh, he's he's a wonderful actor, like an incredible actor, um, and and thinks about art in a way that I don't have time for. I think. right uh, in a, in a way that's beautiful, and you listen to him, you're like that. You're right. Like for you, yes. You know, for me, no way. Right. Interesting. And so it's great because I love working with him because he's gonna bring something to a scene I would never bring. Right. Ah. He's gonna force me to play in a kind of way that I wouldn't, um, and then I would probably maybe force him to be maybe either you know play in a way he wouldn't be edgier or you know that's like so that. cool yeah you know i might want this and he'll be like let's expand upon it and um but you know that comes with a certain level of like agree to disagree i have faith in your shit you have faith in mine yes there's like i think it's the start of um rosa parks by outcast um it's like big boy and andre 3000 on the phone and they're obviously so different like they did their albums where it's like the love blow and um you know like a uh, big boy had one and andre had another and um at the start of the video it's like yo man like uh i was thinking we should do a video with you know like hoes and cars or whatever oh, and yeah. then andre's like yeah yeah man like i'm with that i'm all about that but i'm thinking like some space stuff and like pants or whatever and he's like yeah, yeah, okay, well, why not both then? He's like, right on. And then the video is just like a traditional, but then also Andre 3000 has like metallic like space stuff. And you're like, yeah, they just literally were like, I like this. And he's like, I like that. He's like, all right, let's do both. And it's you you're know? not bashing each other's no. thing. Yeah. You're just, you're, Cel- you're making yeah. it work together. It's like, yeah. it's like an equal like compromise. Totally. Meeting each other in the middle kind of thing. Yeah. And if I was in space, that's it. Right. Yeah. It's like very rarely would I maybe start a scene off in a way that someone else would, but that's kind of what makes it great when you have, you know, eight people in a scene or something and you know, okay, if someone, yeah, exactly. But you you know, you work together and okay, they're starting out. They want, they had started off with a big character. Uh, I know that how they like to play. I'm going to just go out and throw some, balls and see if they hit it home run kind of thing and that's the that's why it's so important to have a close knit like to be close as a team like like to build those friendships and mm-hmm. have that close close knit like relationships yeah i think well just, i think like the accountability of like being on a team eventually of like it sucks to be let down in an improv sense you know it sucks to be the person where the other person takes advantage of you or like oh, you know yeah. throw, pulls the rug out and so yeah, eventually yeah. you kind of, after years of either having a conversation, like, hey, I didn't feel supported or, you know, you kind of have to. And right. it's tricky. But I think especially with us, it's also you just like, I don't know, you're playing pretend in Halifax, Nova Scotia. <laughs> like stakes couldn't be lower, right? Like they just couldn't. It's like, true. And I mean, I listen, the phrase, this doesn't matter. It's true and it's not true. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what you do matters because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You like to do it. Yeah. It makes people happy and that makes it rewarding mm-hmm. for you. But it doesn't matter in the sense that it's not the fucking end of the world. No. It's people are going to, if it was a bad show yeah, or if you did bad, you know, more than likely they're going to forget about you tomorrow. Yeah. They're not, unless it's like, if it's like next level horrific bad. Right. You know, but for the most part, I think when comics bomb, it's just like, it's like mediocre bad. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, this big epic thing, but like 
people don't care about you as much as you think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, so that's the thing. Like, and that's what we have to remember. So getting stressed out about it and thinking about it and like letting it, making it ruin your week. Yeah. I is, mean, is pointless. I, and everyone's obviously, uh, um, it, you're always worried about that kind of thing, but it's funny. I had a conversation with some like actors in the city. And I was like, yeah, I feel like you just don't have to, just don't worry about whether or not people think you did a good job. And someone's like, says like, easy for you to say. And I was kind of like, yeah, it's, it, like, like I've never just had to work on that. You know what I mean? Like the idea that I just have to like, uh, it's easy for me to say that I don't care what people think, but it's like, I work hard at that. You know, and I yeah. think that's something you gotta do. It's like- To get my, to that point. Yeah, I think like my dad used to always say, I got a pocket full of fucks and none to give. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, or like or what other people think about you is none of your fucking business. Another nice, you know, just one of those I things where you're like, you know, you say it enough and you're like, yeah, good point. You know, it's like you can worry about whether or not someone thought you did a bad show, but like truly it could not matter. Right? It does like, not matter. Um, and then you got to be confident in that you're either going to like work hard enough to, you know, like rectify it, be mindful enough to be like what's really the issue. You know, like be genuine enough to know if it's what you want to do, right? Like things. Speaking to my soul, right there. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's. Um. I think it, it takes the fun away. Yeah. If if you're caring too much about what people think, it literally sucks the fun out of what you're doing. And like at the end of the day, like I've had to write post-it notes to myself mm -hmm. and stick them on my mirror to go. Stand up's supposed to be fun. You didn't sign a contract. You're not. Comedy didn't hire you. Yeah. You're not on payroll. Yeah. This is, you're doing this. This is a volunteer activity. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun and enrich you. So if you're just stressed, and that's why I'm not, I'm not doing shows right now. Like I'm on a little bit of a break because I want to come back and not give a fuck. Yeah. And I need to, and, but in order for me to get there, I need to miss it. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it's, I, I think, it's okay to, to know that it's like, it, it, sometimes you, you know, people will be like, well, no, you got, you got stand up, you got to pay your dues or whatever. Like, fuck that. You know what I mean? If you want to do stand up, you should be able to do stand up in a space that aligns with how you want to be like doing shows. Yeah. And that's not always necessarily the case, no. you know, and it's, and it's okay to like, you know. Uh, I'm not throwing out all the audiences or whatever, but it's like, you know, if you're doing shows at uh, fucking Oasis and you're not having fun, it might not be a you thing, you know? <laughs> but if you go to a show and it's produced by, you know, someone like Claire, yeah. right? You, yeah. you know if it's, you, like, these are the things, like, uh, I, uh, the floozies and um, yeah. uh, uh, Doubletree or whatever that, it, like, was awesome. And, you know, oh, and did you see it? You I saw it. Yeah, oh. it was so good. And oh, But that's right. the kind of thing where you go like, okay, so, you know, yeah. the idea of the show is very clear. You're going to support the show. You want to laugh, you know. Yes. And, and then all of a sudden, these audiences, you go in and you feel supported from the audience. You don't feel like they want to play yep. shuffleboard. Yep. <laughs> you know? Because you've created a show environment, and that's it, the key thing. Yeah. It's, it's all in the production because, yeah. like, a better times show – it's it's curated nicely. It's branded nicely. It's promoted. Mm -hmm. The people there, like, it's literally a space for you are going to get an audience listening to you, and they're going to react to what yeah. you're saying. And as a comic, that's the best thing you can have. Yeah, fucking going and doing an open mic for four people, which we do all the time. Yeah, all the time. And you know, and and I know it's it's practice. It's you're practicing whatever 
But it's just so hard to get a read on your jokes when there's four people. And, you know, I, I think it's it, it practice is so good. I think often about the most value I've ever gotten as an improviser is those tough shows with no audience. It's so much of improv. Makes you work. You, you got to work really hard. But also knowing that it's like it's not very fun to only work. Right. There, there should be ways to yeah. reward uh, yourself. I know when when we produce shows, we often think about it like, hey, do you just want to do like a short form show? Because. I know I can host the shit out of a short form show. I know oh, nice. that I know the players know the games they like, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is like whose line is it anyway games. So they come in, they go, I want to do this, this, this. And we can go in and we can do an hour where people get to do what they want, feel good, be at the top of their game. Yeah. And, you know, so that sometimes it's like, hey, do you just want to do a show that's, are we intellectually going to say anything? Nah. It's silly. It's are fun. Are we artistically going to explore much? Probably not. Right. You know, a couple fart jokes. Hell yeah. But are people going to laugh a lot? Right. That's like, what people want. Yeah. This world is fucking garbage. It yeah. is so serious. It is so we're bombarded with bad news every day. We're paying out the ass to live and eat food. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, bitch about that later. You're going to have fun. Like yeah. it's it's an escape. It's supposed to be an escape. And you know, and that's the contract too of like when we say it's expensive. Like I value the audience's time. I yeah. Val I value you know like I put in the work so they'll find me funny and you know like that yeah. and and like so there's an agreement. Yeah. You know, there's someone the other day, and I won't say anything because they're there's nothing that they did wrong, but they're just a producer of an event, and they showed up thirty minutes late, um, and they are demanding a lot of things that um, they didn't ask for before and i just had to be like you can get those things if you show up on time yeah you can get those things if you email me yeah here's what i'm gonna do for you you gotta learn your lesson yeah. and part and it was like frustrating but it was like one of the like i think there's a little bit of sometimes people think it's like oh you show up and you put on a show and it's fun it's like no you show up early you get the room set up. You get the tech set up. It's you effort. Check it, you, you, there's, there's, there's the little things that you need to do. But if you do these little things in the way that Better Times does, Better yeah. Times shows up the way that Onomatopoeia does with their yeah. drag shows. They show up early every time. When yeah, I'm a yeah. good robot, they're there early. They give me, here's everyone. You know, here's my plan. Here's what my expectation is. Here's what I'm doing to yeah. achieve it. And here's what I need. Mm. Right. And then all of a sudden, these shows are great and people have a lot of fun. But it's you don't. They care. They care. And they work and they have a plan, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of one of the things sometimes. And stand-up can be very laissez-faire, very fun and easy. Let's just do this. But um, any kind of comedy and things like that, uh, there is a lot of value in showing up early, being specific with what the show is. Intentional. Being yeah. intentional, deliberate of this is what we want to do. This is what we expect. I, I think there's a lot of value of even telling the audience after the weird pandemic we had, like, hey, it's okay to laugh. We actually like that, you know? And and all of a sudden people go like, oh, right. You know, why am I, why do I have to stick up my ass? Yeah. You know? And it's weird that I just had to hear, you know, like, all, permission. Some, I needed permission, but like also I needed, I needed permission to leave my home. So maybe I have a weird thing about permission now. Right, 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 <laughs> like, right, right, right. Yeah. Like, like maybe yeah. I, uh, maybe I need a little bit of help, you know? <laughs> well, being, being a good host is, is so important to put that audience in mm -hmm. that, in that sense of, you know, comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, and not everyone can host a show well. 
No, it's you know, it's hard. a lot of people do take it as an opportunity to just steal the spotlight. And, yeah. Um, and do your thing. And it's like, no, 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 there's a lot of housekeeping. There's a lot of, yeah. you have to connect with the crowd. You need to, you need to get them to trust you to like, yeah. Friggin guide this ship. Absolutely. Yeah. Into the night. Yeah. It, and you know, get like, uh, my, the thing I love the most when I watch a stand up is when someone goes tough audience, eh? Mm-hmm. Tough audience. I'm like, fucking think that part. Yeah. Like, think it. Why? Like, I don't, I never understand the, like, oh. Oh, like, saying it out loud. Saying it loud. It's like, you know, like, oh, tough audience. And you're like, why are you, why say, like, why literally create a bear? Do you know what I mean? Like, take them away. Like, oh, I'm communicating to you about you. I'm saying that you suck. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, tough audience. You know, uh, like yeah. you all, you know, like and then then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's such it was such a hard show. You're like you literally halfway through. We're like, well, I guess we're on two sides. <laughs> Anyways, I, uh, my girlfriend doesn't want to have sex. Oh, yeah, your it's like, goal is yeah. to get them to like you at all times. You should never like make them feel bad about being themselves. Now, it, there's exceptions. For obviously. sure. Yeah. Some obviously. audiences suck ass and they should be. So- you know, told. <laughs> and sometimes it is like a hell show where mm-hmm. everyone is just surviving. Yeah. Um, but like for the most part, you should never make like come off antagonistic to the crowd. Yeah. And I, and I feel Not like it's, point. it's, it's a weird thing. Um, and I love seeing it. I do love seeing it though. Cause <laughs> it is like one of the, it's, it's like, I, <laughs> you know, like it's, I yeah. hear it and I go like, let's see you get out of the, this. It, one, it's putting you know? them, they're putting themselves into a pickle. Oh Yeah. Big time. And, and then that, they have to like work their way out of it. And it's never, I've never heard it after a good joke either. You know, <laughs> it's never been like a good joke. And someone says, like, tough audience. It's usually like, and that's why I can't come. <laughs> oh, tough audience. It's always like a exactly, weird. Yeah. Right? Oh my God. That's on them. They yeah. gotta learn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We're going to get into segments. Yes. I'm excited for this. We're going to get into the assumption segment about Liam. Okay. And this was a hard one for me because right. we really don't know each other that well. True. After this podcast, I would probably like have much better assumptions about you. I, I but I'm going that. off of like our few interactions, yeah. social media and like yeah. your application. So I so I made the assumption that you are a popular person. You have a lot of friends. Oh, I, do, I do have friends. You have a lot of them. I um. You could have a party, fill a room. If you had a party, you could fill a room. I'm not wrong. Am maybe, I? maybe, I yeah, I could probably fill a room. Hell How big yeah! A room? This room, I could fill this room. <laughs> you want a party? I'll plan you a party. I love a party. I'll pack this place. It'll what? be my friends, and they'll be like, "What are we doing here?" Mm. Do your friends like karaoke? They, yes. I I really want to bring parties back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you ever have one, please invite me. Yeah, I mean, I please see, invite me. I don't have a lot of parties, but now like. <laughs> You know, I do have friends. I just don't have a lot of parties. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so funny. But I had a, I had a, like this, you know, the, our improv group and everything. We had a really good close group of friends. Not everyone did improv, but it was called The Swamp. And it stood Swamp. for the group. The joke was it was smoke weed and murder people. Oh. Uh, and uh, it was because like our teacher thought we were um, up to no good because we smoked weed. But we all were like in student council and volunteered and shit. <laughs> 
So the joke was they're like, yeah, we're going to smoke weed and murder people. Like, yeah. Oh, it was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah ironic. Yeah. We're like, we have 96 average. We're like, we oh volunteer. Yeah, like, keeners. Yeah, a, a few keeners uh, in the group. Uh, I, a lot of my friends were just also very, very, very intelligent. Like not even just like could do no wrong. Like I have a friend, he got the, the medal of like honor or whatever for he had the highest like grade at SMU for arts. He oh. did linguistics. He's like, he's in Korea teaching English right now. He's like, he, he boy genius. Yeah. Fuck. So he, I feel like, you know, he could like, uh, not that public school is like not hard, but I think he, he was just, uh, yeah. yeah. You were, and you, would you say that you were popular in high school? No, I don't know. I, a lot of people knew me. I feel like I would, I like, I got that loud, arrogant thing where I, I be, I, it, I used to say shit where I thought like it's okay to say shit because these people have been rude to other people. I've seen it, and now I'm like, I, I don't want to interact with people based on my assumptions of their like, you know, how they are as people. Oh, you got know? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's the, the people in high school that I'm like, oh, this person's a dickhead. I'm just gonna tell them off. Tell them off. But I, I don't see the value in that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't really. It's like. The comments, comments on social media, like the comment section. Yeah. Do you go in or do you not? You know, oh, that's, I the, go in. that's the. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Do I'll, you really? I, I love to fuck with people on that. Yeah. Do, but in a funny way, not in a serious sometimes, way. Sometimes a serious way. Sometimes you, you say like, you know, hey, man, this is dumb and this is why it's dumb. And I hope you, you know, you try to say like, yeah, you're wrong. And you're dumb. <laughs> It's one of my favorite places yeah. to go. And for anyone who's not from Halifax, there is an Instagram account Halifax called Noise. Halifax Noise. And yeah. anytime it's like anything remotely controversial, uh-huh. I just instantly go to the comments. My, uh, and it's always funny when I see someone I know in there. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it, right? I, I'll tell you, I um, uh, I have a fake Facebook uh, called Trevor Ruther, who is what? a flat earther. Wait, this uh, is you in a different uh, character? It's it's a long con. I'm doing this like for maybe like six years. I'm going to be slowly posting in this fake account. What? And then uh, join all groups and just uh, anyways, uh, because what happened was I, I like posting dumb shit on like conservative Facebook things or whatever and getting people to like it. But then yeah. eventually they can see that like who I am as a person and it doesn't work. So then I made this fake Facebook so I could say dumb shit and still get a lot of likes because people like it. For example, uh, they beheaded Johnny McDa- uh, McDonald's statue in like Winnipeg or something. Okay. And then I wrote like, where's Johnny McDonald during all this to speak up for himself? <laughs> Just like our classic Canadian leaders unwilling <laughs> to like take a stand. like. <laughs> Of course, Justin, like, true dope won't say anything either. I bet they're both off, like, honeymooning, LOL. And I got, like, 82 likes or something. A lot of, you know, by, like, old women named Gloria and Edwin, you know, just, like, a lot of old stock Canadians being like, that's true. Where is John A. McDonald? Oh, my God. I really want to look. Can I friend this guy? Um, maybe I, I, I gotta find the password. I haven't gone for a bit. You were saying <laughs> Kelly, it, honestly, I was hanging out with Kelly. I think the night that I made like years ago, like five years ago. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do go in a little bit, uh, but to answer your question, I wouldn't say I'm popular. I think people knew me. I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm outgoing. Uh, I think. Do you have a lot of cl- close friends? I do. I, I think it's like, I'm also like, usually people, I think, um, I speak my mind and usually it's like, yeah, they like me or you don't. So if you are my friend, I think people are kind of like, why like Liam? 
And then right. if you don't, they're like, well, I don't like Liam. This is why. It's, it's you know what? It's fun to be a polarizing person. Yeah, I like I'm it. the same. Yeah. Either you're either in or you're out. Yeah. You know? And but you know when the people are in that they're in. That's it. You know? Because you had the choice to not like me like a lot of other people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you, so you like me. That's awesome. You yeah. didn't have to do this. That's great. Yeah. Thanks. Fuck yeah. This is like a very, like, fun friendship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's good. <laughs> but then it's also like, I I also love when people don't like me. Mm-hmm. That can be fun, too. The haters. The haters. You, you got to live off the haters. Well, right? because some some of the haters actually do really like you mm-hmm. deep down. If they if they're like hate watching you, I got that's it. I knew there's some people that they uh, they like didn't follow me on Instagram, but they watched every one of my stories. Right? And you're what like, is this? That's uh, you hate oh. me so much. I love that. And they're not following you. Yeah. And they're watching your stories. That means that, and. Like everyone, you know what I mean? That means like at least three times a day, four times a day, this person would be like, I hate this guy. They would have had to have typed your name. My name. And then the watched and then been like, oh, is he doing bits again? Is, is that guy? <laughs> I hate that he's doing the bits again. <laughs> you know, like that's what he, like. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like that. The haters. And then you're a little bit like. This one's for you, you know? Yeah, this one's for you. That's fucking funny. (laughs) To just, also, why are you so dumb that you're not following someone and you're looking at their story? Amen. I had a friend recently tell me, because a friend recently stalked um, Inexa's current girlfriend, Uh and I went, why'd you do that? Why'd you view the story? Yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. And she was like, oh, I blocked her instantly, so I wouldn't show up in in the views. And I was like, oh. I could work. <laughs> great way to stalk. Okay, you heard it here there, first. There we go. Block right away, block and I right don't away. think I don't think your name will show up. It, you got to be pretty quick with it, but be very you quick can do with it. it. I believe it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think like for me too. I'm I'm like always on Instagram because like yeah. I'll, I'll, especially if I'm at home, I'm just like just through. flipping through. I'm I like Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm looking at like I'm refreshing to look at more like fantasy art on my like. Oh, fun! And then, but then it's always like my friends doing stories. I'm like, oh, good bit, watch bits, and then I'll watch like for a couple minutes, and then I'll like look for more art. But I, I, I should there should be other things I do. I think maybe it. Listen, Instagram's a it's a fucking drug. Yeah, it it really TikTok's even worse. Are you on mm-hmm. TikTok? Uh, no, don't. No, so I if know. you're if you if you love Instagram stories, do not get on the TikTok. I, I um the I don't like it when people are bad at uh, um, lip syncing. <laughs> oh, it's infuriating. Yeah, um, yeah, I find it really hard to watch. Uh, so I anytime I go on TikTok, it's as soon as I see like one person, like there's a voiceover and it's just someone trying to be cute, but they're doing a shit job. I'm like two two takes, two yeah. three takes. Do you know, the slow, just, slow it down trick. Sl- fucking figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. you, and then you're like, how many videos do you have? You're like, you have 800 videos. You have 800 videos and you still don't know how to lip sync. Like, you had all this practice. That's it. What's I, happening? So the, the trick that I figured out was you slow down uh-huh. the sound. This is what a drag queen taught me. Okay. That you, so it sounds like this. And like, okay. you, it's just like an easier way for you to... It's kind of strange, but apparently it works. I okay. don't know. But I'm like you. I hate, I do hate that. Yeah. That does make me very mad. Yeah. It, yeah. Make me very mad. It's no good. It just, it, it's like, uh, I don't, it's, it's not. It's no effort. Well, it's not no, it's, it, it literally just kind of makes me uncomfortable. Like to watch, you know what I yeah. like? It, if there's something that just doesn't fit, I'm like, it's no good. I can't do this. 
It's also just like, yeah, what? Did you not review this before you hit post? And you know they didn't. And I think that's it, too. Yeah. And then I'm also maybe nervous, you know, <laughs> that if I put some bit, if I put a bit out there, people would be like, this is dog shit. I'll be like, you know what? This was dog shit. It can be very yeah. scary to post. Like, stand-up clips specifically. Yeah. I am sweating all day. Well, what if the teens all don't day. like me, right? <laughs> yeah, because... Because you can sometimes hit an algorithm mm-hmm. that is super positive and right. amazing. Yeah, I have hit the the Pedro Pascal algorithm because oh, yeah. I posted a a meme TikTok. Yeah, that really blew up and went kind of viral. Well, I, I wouldn't say viral, uh-huh. but I got a lot of views for like it's like over two thousand views right. and it's 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 up there. It's yeah. up there, um, and. All the comments are great because all of them are just like, oh, this is so real. Oh, I so relate. Oh, workaholism. Uh. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, OK, Whew. but some t- other times it's just like I've posted um, streeter clips of me talking to people. On the Andrew Tate, I saw that one. And that one. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. I had to. I was at work at the time and I had no idea because you, you, listen, I post stuff all the time. I'm always posting content. Usually nothing happens. Yeah. So I just posted this just like any other clip. Uh-huh. But and then you I forgot even... that they're all bad men and that bad men love... They, Andrew Tate. And they love Andrew Tate. And they love spending time on the internet. And people hate, love to hate Andrew Tate. Yeah. So I was getting Andrew, hate, Andrew Tate haters uh-huh. and Andrew Tate lovers right. like in the comments. And I had to turn off comments. Mm. And then the haters went to my past videos and were calling me out for deleting disabling yeah. comments. Yeah. But I was like, I literally have to, my phone imagine. will not stop blowing Ima- up it- and I cannot get anything done. Truly imagine like sitting at home being like, how dare you turn off comments? <laughs> I was having an enlightened discussion about Andrew Tate on your comment. I could figure out a way to reach out to this person directly, but the fact that I can't do it on your post is infuriating. And you went to another one of my videos and yeah. gave me more views and yeah. engagement. Yeah. You idiots. Also, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucking wild because TikTok is pretty insane because, yeah, if, if something blows up, It'll either be very positive or you are going to get a lot of comments that are just brutal mm-hmm. and then you have to deal with them. Stand up is just a tricky one because yeah. people are very quick to be like, where's the joke? Right. Where's the funny in this clip? Yeah. And with like humor, it's like you just didn't quite that video didn't quite hit the person. Yeah. That that style of comedy. Well, that I mean that. Yeah, totally. I, I think uh, especially when it's there forever and you're like, oh, no. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a man who's going to find it. He's going to be mad that I even attempted this, you know? Right. It's like, all right, this isn't what comedy is. This isn't Adam Sandler's 1996 hit. You know, you're like, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just insane. Uh, But here I am still doing it. Nice. Another Um, assumption. Let's go. Another assumption. So this is purely based off of an in-person experience I had with you. I think you're a very accommodating person. I think that might be true. Because when I was at, uh, when I did Better Times, Mm -hmm. uh, I think you had like told the whole room, our our kitchen is, our kitchen is out of order, but I can still make nachos. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's just that, it's that, like I don't want to say it's people pleasing. I want to say it's like accommodating. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think for me, it's like, I'd rather make someone's day. And especially if I'm working and like, I really love the better times crew. So it's like the last thing you want to do is have them be like, oh, by the way, your patrons can't eat. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Also like, yeah, everything's fucked. So (laughs) I'm, I'm going to work this by myself. (laughs) 
and I'll make nachos. How about that? And they're like, I guess, you know. Are you someone who goes the extra mile? I think I'd probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, I I think it depends. I'm I, I think like I like to. I think I like the idea that if I do, other people will. I think I'm also not naive in the sense that I know that's not always true. But I do believe it's better to like that's not a good enough reason not to go the extra mile. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um it's one of those things that it's um you know, for that example, like if I can make a night better for better times, that means my little bit of work means that Claire's having a better time, Luba's having a better time, Travis, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the audience knows they can eat. The, the audience knows that the guy's trying his best, so they're more willing. They're not pissed off, you know. Yeah. Oh, fuck. oh hey, this guy's actually trying to accommodate me. Great. Okay. Well, if he's yeah. trying his best, then let's enjoy ourselves. You know I love I mean? that. And uh, yeah, so I think it's one of those things that for me, I think I'm for sure. Actually, no, I know I'm accommodating. Literally last night for the Matt Wright show is so sold out. This is the funniest thing. The show starts at seven. It's 7.04 where there's 55 people. It's for sure packed. In the most trap. In the most trap. Two people come in and this woman goes um, for two. I'm like, oh, we're full. The only (laughs) thing is I have a seat here and a seat here, but there's technically a little divider. She goes, it's my birthday. I don't, I don't want to sit down if I'm not sitting with my partner. She is late for the show. She's the last two people in a sold out show. And I go. Didn't have tickets in advance? No, uh, she had tickets. She just showed up after the, oh, the show started. She's the yeah. last, last two people. You being like, you lose. I, that's you would think, right? So then, <laughs> so then she, uh, I go, hey, the show started three minutes ago. This is kind of all that I can do right now. I'm trying my best. And she goes, I'm sure you can find a way to accommodate me. What? How old was this check? Uh, like 33. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did. I got a stool and I made a different uh, seat out of something so she was able to sit with her partner. You made a seat out of something? Yeah, and I was like, you know, this way you can sit next to each other. You can sit on a stool and they're kind of like, Ugh. and you're like, I get it. But also like, you're late to a show. These are your, these are your options. It's sold out. What do you? My God. Yeah, but I'd rather accommodate. I'd rather like make people feel well. Safe to say, you probably don't like confrontation either. No, I love. I'm fine with it. Oh, yeah. Like face to face confrontation. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, I was punched in the face. I played rugby and foot. You know, it's like I had older brothers. I'm not. Yeah, but I think that like you know, I'm I I work in a bar too, right? Yeah, that's fair. I've had to. uh, You kind of have to be. I get big guys in my face sometimes, but. Right. You know, big guys are usually stupid little puppies and you just have to treat them like such. Yeah. Throw a bone outside and they'll chase it. Um, my next assumption was that you don't get embarrassed easily. Um, not always. I think I do a little. I get weirdly embarrassed at stuff. Like we used to when we go to like <laughs> uh like birthday dinners, I'd be like, Don't fucking tell me it's my birthday and they always didn't. Oh, the singing like thing? This. But then when I watch TV, I do a lot of this. When like, you watch TV. When a secondhand embarrassment, if it's like, if it's something, you know, it's like someone's like gonna like, uh, I want to go ask this person out. And you're like, oh, it's not going to go well. You know? Oh, really, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I do a lot of. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but in terms of like. Yeah, I don't know, you know, who, like. I think I, as you get older, you get less. You just totally, generally. Totally. Don't care as much. And, and what, you know, again, I'm an improviser in Halifax. They're, the stakes could not be lower. If someone does not like me, that's okay. <laughs> I, like, it could, it literally 
could not it could be a it, it could be a, a, a lateral move you know like a side movement but it couldn't be lower you yeah. know what i mean like right now we, it, it is like uh i am a shit uh profession at a small city and that is like you know what what you yeah. pick a small city pick a weird shit profession yeah that's what you know that's where i'm at so um yeah I, I, in terms of embarrassment it's like if you're gonna do improv in halifax and then get embarrassed it's like well you gotta you gotta Probably. figure it out eh? gotta figure that out yeah cause what about just like life things like just i can be i get i get embarrassed i you know i dropped some food yesterday and hurt myself and then oh, i remember no. being embarrassed being like oh fuck like Falling you, always sucks. Yeah, and it's, you hurt yourself, you slip, you feel all dumb, you're a little embarrassed. Um, I've been embarrassed in terms of just like misinterpreting someone's communication and kind of being sooky about it. And, yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, okay, well, I kind of, I didn't ruin a night, but yeah, like we were having this weird conversation we didn't need to have, or, you know, and I could have just yeah. expressed myself. And now I'm embarrassed. But, yeah, um, yeah. Get over that. But, I think those are like pretty normal things. I don't think I get embarrassed as much about the um, the the traditional things. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think I could have someone sing bir- "Happy Birthday" to me now, and I'd maybe dance along. You just drive. You kid, just lean into like, it. You know. That's the thing. I yeah. I bombed so hard at a spin class today. Mm. I I just did terrible. So right. my first time ever doing a spin class, mm-hmm. and I could tell that like the I was thankfully in the back, but like the instructor went at the end or it was near the end. She was like. Sarah, how you doing back there? And rather than just like saying like, good, mm-hmm. which is what probably most people, I was just like, I'm going to lean into this. And I was like, I'm doing terrible. <laughs> and I gave the thumbs down first, which you can see. I was like, this is not going well. <laughs> and like people around me laughed. And I was like surrounded by these like beautiful girls that were like doing these crazy, like you're doing like push-ups on this bike while yeah. you're biking. Yeah. And I was just like, Okay, this is not uh, for me, mm-hmm. um, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I I think it's it's nice to. I'm yeah. not doing well. No, it, it's better to be. I think yeah, honest and uh, and it's it's okay to not yeah. Like, why would you be embarrassed? It's like we're doing fucking weird stuff with a bike. Like, yeah. of course I'm not doing well. You know what I mean? Of course yeah. I'm not. It's like fucking killing my butt. My butt hurts now yeah you know what's a weird th- life thing that i get embarrassed by all the time mm-hmm. is the running into someone when you're walking oh yeah and like the uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh. yeah um or if you're like turning a corner and you like almost bang into someone yeah. and then you're like was that my fault or theirs yeah i'm always i always like lean hard into the it's like my bad and i was like oh i'm sorry and, you know, things like that. Uh, or I'll sing it, which is a weird thing. I'll be like, sorry. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. And then they're like, what? You know? do, you, do you actually apologize? Always. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if I if I like run into someone, I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me. I'll just go to the right. Uh, and then if I get really confident sometimes, usually if it's like, you know, if I'm feeling really confident and playful, it's a nice day. If we're doing this, I go swim move. And then I'll do like a pretend to like get by them. But that's like, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That That is also when I think my like I get embarrassed and I don't like it in the moment. But then when I think about it, I'm like, how wonderful is that? <laughs> Those little moments where you're just like trying to pick away. And for some reason, two humans are unable to communicate because they're so embarrassed just oh to be like, gosh. I'm just walking. Uh, I get really weird, too, when you see someone, you know, and you don't want you don't have time to talk. 
but then oh. they don't have time to talk. And then you kind of say something almost in a way where you're like, I don't have time to talk. And they're like, yeah, I know. And you're like, Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm a little offended that you. Uh, well, I was just trying to let you know, but I mean, I was willing to make a minute. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even stop. It's always, it's always really awkward. And sometimes you'll just walk right past someone yeah. and you'll do the, Hey, Hey. Oh, Hey. And I think that that's just a closeness thing of like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're just not close enough to stop and chat, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it's always hard. I think I think you can lean into I think it's always maybe maybe a little endearing if you lean into it. So if you see someone, you could just be like, How the hell are ya? Yeah. You know, a little, <laughs> there's certain things I think you can do to like take away the pressure a little bit. You see someone on the street, you go like, Jerry, how the hell are ya? Even if you like saw each other like a week ago. And then it doesn't matter because it's playful and fun. Or you can lean into the this is a bad time for me to Oh yeah. Talk, yeah, yeah, talk. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh I've run into Martin Edwards. I don't know if you know Martin Edwards. Yeah, comedian. Yeah. Uh like I've seen him a number of times drunk, either coming from work mm-hmm. or like because he works at Oh, wait. oh I should probably leave that. Uh he works at a <laughs> shit. Farm view. <laughs> he works at he works at a like a restaurant where there's booze. Right. So like he'll drink after work. Uh-huh. And every now and then I'll see him like just drunk and sobies. Do you like, think this is like, the episode that we finally dox Martin Edwards? <laughs> I love that it's not even a big big deal. But I'm you but I'm also just find him. <laughs> Go find him. You know now where he works. Yeah. Um it's always just really funny when, when you run into people and it's mm-hmm. just like not a good time. I, I, I think I sometimes also love to have no shame and, and do things where I go like uh, I do it a lot at the bar, I think, when you just don't care and you're like over yeah. things and I'll say stuff and sometimes I'll just be over it and I'll be like, uh, 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 I just I just don't want to. Yes. You know, and that, yes. I think that's fun. Yes, uh, that's the best. I, uh, Can we just do that more? Yeah, that's, I just don't want to, man. Like, literally, yeah. let's normalize. Yeah, just, I can't. Fuck not right now, dude. Yeah. Hey, Liam, I have a party uh, yeah. tomorrow night. Do you Absolutely wanna, not. Do you want to come? Do not want to. <laughs> can't. It's can't. not I can't. I don't want to. You literally just don't want to. I know. would rather die. Right? <laughs> oh, you want to talk right here? Mm, bye. <laughs> I actually love leaning into that honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, People I, respect it. I'll do that when I get yeah. I don't know if you find this. Um, do you tend to go to a lot of improv shows that you're not on? Locally? I try to, but there. Uh, if you believe it or not, there wasn't a lot of improv going I was on, just going to so. say. But as I try I was... to. I try to support. I mean, my dream was to have like improv shows to go to in the city. So it's, it's like watch. I try to watch. Yeah. Sometimes as a stand-up comic, I just don't want to do that mm-hmm. because I already do so. I mm-hmm. I was already doing so many shows just on my own. Yeah. And sometimes it just, it, it would just feel like, like you're trying to make this a social thing, but to me it is work. Yeah. So to me, I'm going to go to that show and I'm going to want to study. Yeah. Versus like not have fun kind of mm-hmm. thing. So like sometimes people ask me to go shows and I'm just, yeah, no, would rather die. Like, yeah. Oh no. I, <laughs> I love saying that. I would rather die is my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite. It, I, I used to work at the Discovery Center and a kid, it was when Fortnite came out. He's like, Liam, do you have a PS4? I was like, yeah, dude, I got a PS4. He's like, what's your gamer tag? I was like, do you want, do you want to play with me? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'd rather die, dude. And the 14 year old was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> he, he loved it. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, I think it's just a very funny, uh, oh, 
It's oh. just so dramatic. I know. I lean into the dramatics. Obviously, you know, you don't want to like make light of uh, uh, any any kind of death and, no. and things, and you don't want to uh, hurt someone grieving. But <laughs> well, that's interesting that you said dramatics because yeah. my last assumption, and don't I, I don't know why dramatic. I word it this way. I'm very dramatic. When I thought of you, I I thought I feel like you're a very chill person, and nothing that happens to you is like. The end of the world, mm. so to speak. So in my mind, I don't see you as someone who's like gets worked up, I guess, in that dramatic way of like, oh, my God, the mm. end of the world. Like, that's how I can be sometimes. I, I think I naturally do, but I work really hard to not. Oh, OK. I mean, I'm a Leo, so oh. I'm, I am dramatic and I do. You know, I love to sometimes, at you know, be like I, I like to be playful, dramatic. I don't I don't like to, like, make things always about me probably as much as anyone else though sometimes i do want to i catch myself like oh this is the third time i've told this story because i just want to fucking talk about what happened to me you know mm -hmm. um but I, I do you know I, I try not to like again i'm an improviser in halifax like <laughs> what what am i doing so nothing should phase me too much nothing's going to be too much and um yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can get through anything. Well, you know, obviously some things maybe not, but most things I think in, in terms of um, if something happens, you got to have faith in the process again, right? Whether it's grieving, whether it's like something unexpected. Improv helps a lot in terms of just me, like something unexpected happens. And step one, take a deep breath. Step two, accept it and you know, step three, find a way to move forward, right? Like, oh, I love that. Just a little bit of like a song coming up, like, okay, and yeah, this is this is the reality, right? Like, this is the, it's not, I, I'm not going to fight this. Nothing you, can, you can't change it. Great. So what, what do we do moving forward, right? Yes. Like, okay, point. this is it. Great. How do I, uh, I was saying at work the other day, it's like, I get a little horny for problem solving sometimes. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes things go wrong at work and people are stressed. I'm like, no. Oh, so you kind of thrive in it. Yeah. That makes sense, though, with yeah. the improv. Yeah, like, I love it. Like, give me a little thing. pressure. Give me a little stress. I do love a problem. Yeah. I do love a problem. And I love creative problem solving. I love working with people being like, you think this? And I'm being like, I think this. And like, yeah. I like, you know, I have a friend in the kitchen at work, and he's so intelligent and kind. So it's always like, hey, man, I think this. What do you think? He's like, this is what I would do. And it's like. Great, you know, I it like mm. I got a great I, yeah, I know what to do now. I feel good about it. And do you thrive in chaos? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big chaos guy. <laughs> <laughs> Big chaos guy. Don't plan well. Haven't planned Big well. Chaos has guy. it has it affected my relationships? You betcha. <laughs> so not a planner. I like I'll plan, but I think sometimes you know when people need to plan everything. Yeah. I can't I can't plan everything. I no. need chaos. I need a little bit like you know, if we're plan if I'm planning, I need that like, okay, in between four and nine PM you can do whatever you want. I'm like, thank you. That's you know? chaos hour. Yeah, yeah, that's chaos. I need chaos hour at least. It, I can't have like it, too much regimen makes me like just a little antsy and bored. But if it's like, okay, yeah. just go do whatever you want, I'm like, great. I just want to stare at the sun for a bit. And you're like, what? And you're like, that's what I want, you know? So <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thrive in chaos a little. Chaos I, is fun. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I don't want to like um, I don't. Yeah, you know, I, I it's there's certain things, especially you miss out on certain things if you're just always so stressed. And I, and I, I you know I have wonderful friends. I have 
you know, wonderful coworkers and I love the city and, yeah. you know, so it's, you have faith that it's like, you know, things will be okay. I always think of, um, sometimes like, uh, uh, white women on Instagram will say this, do it for the plot. <laughs> like, let, like lean into chaos for the plot of your life. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. There are, there's some truth to that. I think so. I mean, there's some truth to like being like, you know, say you're on a bad date. Yeah. Not at all. Speaking from personal experience. Right. That happened last week at all. Okay. Um, say you're on like kind of a date that's like, you just know it's not going to go anywhere. Uh-huh. So you just drive it to the ground. Yeah. So you're just like, well, I'm going to just go show full crazy because uh-huh. this is not going anywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Love it. Love I th- it. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, like. For me, especially, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, what, what, you know, you know, it's not gonna work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, this guy's a dud. Yeah. Let's fucking have some fun. Let's have some fun with I'm it. I'm here anyway, so let's have some because fun. Because the thing is, and this is what, like, I, this is my approach with dating now. If the date's not going good, you can still have a friend out of it. And like, oh, yeah. maybe you can help them on their dating journey. Like, maybe you can, sure. like, give them some pointers. <laughs> or, yeah, like, yeah, maybe yeah. you might know someone that you can set them up with down that, the line. Amen. So, why not network and have fun? Yeah. And like just turn it into a fun night. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I is the thing at work sometimes at the bar is, is how much uh, I have seen um, two people leave a bar and then the woman come back in and be like, that sucks. Can I have a beer? It, it's so funny. It's never the guys that come back oh, in. It's never the guys that come in and God. get another beer. It's always the woman being like, that guy loves Rogan. <laughs> would you believe that I just sat in your bar and talked about Joe Rogan for two hours? And you're like, I would believe it. I I tried to I tried to uh, get some beers, but he was on a roll, you know. So they walked them out and then came back in. Came back in. It's happened a couple times. Oh it feels, my it's always I'm like, oh, I feel bad. You give him that beer on the house, obviously, because oh, that's really nice. Beer. Well, I mean, they sat through the Rogan talk. Right? They sat through the Rogan talk. You like podcasts, huh? Oh man. Do I have a podcast for you? Have you ever heard of the Joe Rogan experience? I've conquered my fear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was going to ask you about, like, witnessing first dates. Like, Lots, yeah. uh, Is there anything you notice on, um, in terms of, like, can you pick up if if a date's going good or bad? Yeah. Can you, oh you can God. pick up on, uh, You can pick up on those vibes, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It, hmm? Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that stuff, or, or is it? Yeah, very not caring. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and you come over, and then he's like, yeah, and that's why I think oil rigs are actually, like, some of the coolest rigs. Oh, and you're like, oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Guys, yeah, yeah. stop talking so much on dates about things we don't care about. I think that's it. I, I think you can you can usually tell and see if it, like, does it seem like there's a back and forth. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is no it matter, even? Yeah, no matter whoever's talking too much, if one person's talking too much, that's usually not a good date. I, unless that person's like, I want, hey, I had a long day and I just want to hear you talk. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, fucking okay. Well, here's my life. And they're like, great. Thanks. You know? Yeah. No, you know, that's that can happen. You know, people are different people, but like, um, for I think. First date. That shouldn't. No, usually not. But I mean, also, first dates now are so weird because you probably talk to that person like at nauseum and you fucking know everything about him. And, you know, 
it's just such a fucking weird world like, of yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I find, like, that's the thing now. Is some, some part of it, I'm, like, getting used to the idea of it's, like, oh, we should actually just not talk. We should just, like, meet each other. Otherwise, it's, like. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And if it doesn't work, like you said, we can be well, friends or whatever. But, like, let's not learn. Like, what are we going to fucking talk about? Well, the one thing I would say with guys, if, you, if you're if you texting with a girl, you arrange a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't bombard with how's your day. Oh, yeah. Every day leading up to the date. Yeah. We will get the ick. We yeah. will get the fucking ick. Yeah. You have a date planned. Mm-hmm. Be Follow up the day of the date to be like, are we still right. on? But like, just show up and fucking have fun. Yeah. And get to know each other there. Who wants to get to know a stranger over text? Yeah. I think I think there it's is brutal. like a little bit. And I get it. Well, I mean, most people because, you know, the isolation and lack of intimacy right. in the last couple of years for sure. But yeah. also... I think like um, I I think there's a little bit about that where um, we're it's worried about almost establishing like two relationships right like an, a, your online language your your texting language how you communicate that way and then also how you communicate as humans but I think yeah which it's is tricky it's sense. right exactly you know and it, there's I don't think there's anything wrong in like establishing that language someone over text like it, that's the that's the reality we live in right you're like priming you, it you will communicate with this person a lot via this technology box that we have in our pocket right that's so you true. do want to figure out hey do we also vibe this way right like and yeah. i think there is value that that's true uh, but i think that at the end of the day if you're going to try to be with someone you're probably going to try to be with them at least in the same room. So you Hopefully. you want to make sure that that works too. And um, But I imagine it sucks. I imagine, you know, like even with the Andrew Tate stuff, I feel like men are probably, I don't want to say getting worse because that's a stupid, add-on, but there's like always the struggles. And I can only imagine that dating uh, on um, dating men and dating, you know, like my experiences, mm. usually wonderful. You mm. know, they're usually like, I'm doing my master's and I'm, yeah, you know, I'm like funny and I played cricket or whatever. Like, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, how are your last couple of dates? And they're like, bad. Um, yeah. And I feel like most of my dates are usually pretty fun. I don't necessarily go at that often, but I have a feeling that like, you know. Um, There's definitely like good and bad daters. Yeah. I think like comedians and like performers, like I think we're just generally funner on dates. That's probably true. I'm pretty playful, but also I find like, I think probably most men are probably dog shit too, right? Like, honestly, like I was thinking about this the other day and like across the board, I wouldn't even say that I've had a lot of bad dates. I've just had mediocre dates. Yeah. But like, I guess that's it. It's like, I, I, what I don't get again is like, why are you going out and not trying to have fun with each other? Why are you not trying to build like a good connection? Why are you just being like, so, um, family (laughs) in Ontario? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you visit? <laughs> like, you're going to figure that shit out. You know That's what I mean? That's the thing. And it's tricky for me as a podcaster because it's like I have pretty deep conversations with people I hardly know on yeah. here. And then I'm I'm going into like the dating world of like, well, this is not how everyone operates. No. So I have to t- t- tone it back a smidgen. Smidge. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, But also I hate small talk conversation. Yeah, because it's dog shit. I also really hate stereotypical like icebreaker questions. Yes. That like you clearly took from a website. Yes. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Like those types of ones. Like it's just. Giant tiger, churro. It's just. (laughs) You want the truth? Do you want 
if you're asking me a question, you want specifically to truth, Truro. That's it. Oh my god, that's the best. Is it a big, a big one? No, I mean it's not huge. It's just <laughs> a good one. I don't know. That's so funny. Got good memories of that giant tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I love giant tiger. Yeah, it's like the best deals. Anyway, I, I'm yes. not getting paid for this, so I need to yeah, chill out. We're not sponsored. Like, by... I love giant tiger. Yeah, maybe we could get a sponsorship from giant tiger. I I don't know. I don't know if that's possible, but if it is. Giant Tiger, you can count on this white improviser from Halifax, Nova Scotia to shout you out at every one of my improv shows. If you give me like a $25 gift card, that's it. <laughs> 25 bucks. Hey, it'll go a long way there. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. It Giant really Tiger? Would. It would. I, oh my God. I'd live, I'd probably eat for a year at Giant Tiger on 25 bucks. They really do have cheap, like nice, cheap, incredible groceries. stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing better than Giant Tiger. <laughs> the logo shows up. <laughs> okay, so next segment. We're getting through these. We're mm-hmm. at an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a very positive person. I can already tell. You're a pretty positive guy. But I wonder if you have a rant for me. Oh. Um... I mean, yeah, don't gaslight people if you puked, you know. Well, That's we, a, can, we can get yeah. into that. I, no, I, yeah, maybe. I, I, so one thing I will say is at work, I because I work at a bar, sometimes I clean up puke. I got it, right? I manage, and then it's just like the one of the things. It's like someone's got to clean up the puke, so it's got to be me. But every time I do, someone's always like, no one puked. And I'm like actively like smelling the puke, cleaning the puke, <laughs> hands in the puke. Like at one point I was hands and knees on the floor because they – threw up all over the floor and oh I had to gosh. like get it out of the like cracks. Oh. Cause you don't want, and this person uh. comes and she's like, I need to get by. And I was like, I, I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Just give me a minute. I'm cleaning Literally. puke. She goes, no one puked. What? And I was like, you puked. Like you're like, you're the one. I was like, no one puked, you know? Oh my Seems God. like a weird thing to say. <laughs> you, why are you so sure? You know what I mean? There's 55 people in this bar, you know? That's no a, one puked. What's a, what an insane thing to say. Truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other day I was like cleaning it out of a sink, which is what I made the post. And this person was like, there's no puke in that sink. And I was like, what? I like just had to stick my hand in it. Like, oh, yes, there God. was. So that's a weird thing. I just, you know, I think it's like when you value your own um, uh, uh, interpretation of an event that you uh, just joined or something so much, you know, it's like, when you come into a party and you're like, mm, it, no one's having fun. You're like, you just came in the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you meet, the, they come in, they're like, this is what the party needs. You're like, you just came in. Like, yeah. It's like Janet is crying because her, her dad's sick and we're all trying to, let's don't do this right now. Oh, we're doing this right now. Okay, sorry, Janet. We'll talk about it after, you know, like. Like just judging right away. Right away. Situations. And they're just so sure they're, you know, mm-hmm. it's, this is what it needs. You're like, who, what the fuck? You know, those people that just yeah. think they just are so sure they know what, you know, happened or in like so quickly, you know. Holier than now. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So don't gaslight people when they puke. Don't um, gaslight people, period. Mm-hmm. But especially when they puke. Yeah. And then I guess, uh, what's another rant? So do you want me to be mean? Or, yeah. Oh. I mean, you don't have to be. Um. I- well, I think just like, <laughs> tr- oh, so the joke I used to always make, uh, fucking when male comedians say they're truth tellers, <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. So many male comedians in the city 
think it's like more important to be funny than it is to be a good human. And that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in the world. You're an idiot. You're an asshole. And you're not that funny. And you're upset that people didn't like the joke. It, like, I, I don't know. You know, it's just like, and I'm sure some of the people have been on this podcast or Probably. whatever, you know, and then they come in and they're just like, oh, I said the C word. And like, this woman <laughs> didn't like it. Oh, stupid. Right. You can't say anything. You're like, why'd you say that? And like to hurt her feelings. And you're like, oh, that's the problem then. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and I, it, it is like. I think that's one of the things sometimes in the city when I've met these stand up comedians and they try to like infantilize me because I do improv. And then I'm like, well, oh, I, that's I have like, cool. dude, I, you know, I like, we, we do well. You know what I mean? We yeah. get people who come to our shows and people like our shows. And Absolutely. Like, and, and you're a dickhead. So that's, like, oh, know, that's, those, yeah, those cool. kind of things. So I, I just find, you know, stand up obviously is a tricky beast, but that's the thing for me where it's like, I don't want to do stand up because I don't want to have to fucking hang around these dudes that are telling me that like, being mean is funny. Um, and there's right. not, that's not that you can't have funny mean jokes or whatever, but I just, I just think it's like lazy. I think it's stupid. I think it's like insecure when these guys come up and then they just like believe that comedy is like rooted in this idea of truth somehow. And that like the greatest person to communicate that truth is like a 35 year old white guy. And you know, like <laughs> that the, no one else is capable of like, you know, this, this thought, and it's I'm I need some dude who's pissed off right. to come in and tell me that I'm stupid for like yeah believing you know that transgender kids need protection or whatever you right know? right right like oh the woke ma you know you're like ah it's fine I, off, I just right? go like, why yeah. why why like yeah that's kind of my thing who's coming for you you why? know it's like how many canceled tours like how many if, I I would love to look at the the amount of money made by comedians mm. in like 2020 to 2022 you know and worldwide and how many of those tours uh made reference to being canceled you know right and is there a connection between some of the higher grossing comedians male comedians and marketing the concept that they're being canceled and yet somehow being one of the highest paid uh performers in their field mm. you know and I, I think there's just like one of those yeah it's like it's just a bullshit little cop out where you're like oh we're getting canceled it's like actually you can still be a racist asshole and have a podcast and you, you could actually maybe even get away with not you know like in andrew tate's you know case like that's it's uh, sex trafficking you know yeah like, and people are like no way you're like what the fuck but right? he's inspiring like, young men that's it and he's a sex trafficker so it's one of yeah it's um um, There's a great clip TikTok of a woman talking about cancel culture and um, like she's making it sound like she's saying like you got to give these guys another chance you know we shouldn't just cancel people and like ruin their careers over these mistakes she's standing and she's specifically filming it with Louis C.K. billboard behind her that's it well, that, <laughs> Madison, Madison Square Garden like he's not in fact like not at all canceled yeah not at all canceled you not know. even the slightest. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I heard one person who's like, well, man, I just, oh, poor Louis C.K. I'm like, poor Louis C.K. Dude, I work fucking so hard and I can barely, Louis C.K., like, I think he's all right. I think he's fine. I he's think, fine. You know, so poor, is Crystalia. Crystalia. Fine. Fuck, fine. Still, still does shit. You know what I mean? I, it's wild. It's ba wild. Bad men are fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Bad they're men fine. are doing great. They're, they're doing better than ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They were president. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they will continue to be, you know? Yeah. So, <sighs> it's yeah, 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 yeah. So it, um, 
uh, yeah, one of those things, I think the idea of cancel culture, that's something that pisses me off. Uh, I think, you know, I've for sure said things I regret. I've done things I regret and I try to be a better person. And, you know, I, I know myself, so I know what I do and I'm comfortable with that. But the idea, if, if someone came out and was like, hey, Liam did this thing that hurt me, I wouldn't come out and be like, they're trying to cancel me. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, obviously, I harmed someone enough that they would want to, oh, it's, you know what I mean? Be like, accountable to yeah, your mistakes. Yeah. And and yeah. the idea that it's like, I think it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's a shitty, disingenuous argument that doesn't allow for real conversation of accountability because all of a sudden, if you just go like, oh, we're canceling, we're canceling, it's like, no, I no you know but there is some what do we need then right like and if we can't yeah. have the conversation of what is really needed then like you know and if you're going out and you're just saying like slurs and shitty jokes and then you're arguing that like people are just too pc like you're you're a fucking idiot yeah yeah that's, Dang my, it. that's my rant that's a good rant yeah. bad man still doing great yeah all right Ooh. nice this is my favorite segment okay um, so I would love to know what's wrong with you. Oh, what I, is your, yes, like, what is your, do you, me too? Yes. I've had, yeah. Concussions. What was the full question though? Well, what's wrong with you? Like, so what's, I mean, we can talk about health stuff too, mm-hmm. but, um, is there like an insecurity, personal insecurity that you're working on? Like maybe like it's something that you're navigating, mm-hmm. trying to get better at. Um, yeah, I mean, so like mental health always like, you know, I've dealt with suicidal thoughts a long time. And I think a lot of the positivity comes through just like the not giving the space to those thoughts. Um, you know, I, I'll go to bed feeling very low and, you know, you wake up and you, you, you don't feel good. And even if I do have all the friends I have and. Right. The great family I have, you still, you know, oh God, I don't feel that love and support. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I have a good idea. You know, one of the things, you know, we do joke about like bad men, but one of the, you know, the, the harder things of being a man is you do lose to friends to suicide often. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, and, um, and I think one of those things is that comes to term, you know, or that you come to terms with is like, okay, well, it's it's not like uh, this could never happen to me. It's like you know, it happens a lot. The these men, you know, they these people, you know, that are struggling, they take their own lives, um, and that the difference between me waking up and feeling like no one loves me and feeling lost and taking a life is a lot closer than what it feels sometimes. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's like actually, oh, yeah. you know, you are in crisis. You're just. You're, you just don't, you're not, you know, Absolutely. You, lucky to be alive, but that doesn't mean you don't need to get help and support right now. And I'm better over the years of knowing when I'm in crisis. That's um, really good. I think IBS, I've had concussions. So health wise, I just like, I puke a lot. Um, I get like uh, um, anxiety. I have PTSD. I was sexually assaulted in university. And oh, uh, so all this, so the little things, but. Also, I also, I I feel like, yeah, for me, um, it's been one of those weird, yeah, kind of double-edged swords because I think with those experiences, I've learned so many tools that have been very positive and and just like how I've been able to kind of navigate life since. Yeah. Um, So for sure, depression, IBS, concussions, PTSD, um, but um, certainly I feel like, uh, yeah. Are you in therapy? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And so you've kind of figured out good coping skills for those things. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's you know, good. That's me, really good thing. shout out to Jessica. You know, Jessica and I have been working together for a long time. So shout out Jessica. Shout out Jessica. So Doing one of those work. things of knowing, you know, so even the nice thing about therapy sometimes is, you know, having that meeting a year later being like, how you feeling? I'm like, feeling pretty low. And her being like, this is a quote from a year ago. You feel this? I'm like, no, I don't. So there's so progress. It, prog- you know, and that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, being mindful and, you know, that, that, that mindfulness doesn't change everything, but it, it is those kind of things where um, I do see the impact of reaching out to a friend when I'm feeling low rather than yeah making the effort to reach out rather than um, wallowing or, or like reclusing a bit reclusing because it's easy and it's not a bad thing and there's no shame in it, but it is easier to uh, retreat than to kind of, uh, it's so easy that. to yeah. retreat. Yeah. And it can be so hard to like, yeah. I'm like, cause like, what do you say? Like, well, like so, hi, hi, I'm very sad. Yeah. And, and that's the, the tricky thing. I have the best friends in the world. So it's really good at me being just be like, I'm not feeling great. I don't know what I need. And then just being like, right on. How about this? Do you want to do this? Yeah. But, uh, get out uh, of yeah. the house. Yeah. Do yeah. 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 I, I, I've been very fortunate in just the people that I've run into in my, that's good. Yeah. You have a good support system, ar- system yeah. around you. Yeah. yeah. So, and the therapy, how often do you go? Um, it, it, it changes, you know, like sometimes it could be once every two months mm. if I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if I'm too busy. Yeah. Um, but in those moments of crisis, it's usually like, you know, sometimes once a week. Um, um, I would do like a month maybe every week and just to kind of, you know, get myself back yeah, yeah. on track. And then I will wean off, but... Uh, very much uh, ebb and flow for me where I can go anywhere between like not going for maybe two months in the spring if I'm like thriving and doing well and got it under control. But then maybe I bite off more than I could chew, uh, could chew in the summer and then I kind of start going a little bit more just so I have the capacity to right Handle check things. in and, hey, this is where I'm at and I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed. And Do you um, keep pre- – performing when you're in like depressive yeah. Oh, yeah. states like oh, you just God. you just oh, turn God. it on yeah. Eh? Yeah. yeah 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 interesting yeah well like for fringe like i figured out my grandfather died right before we started fringe oh, and i was no. like well you just gotta you kind of oh, gotta no. go and after uh, the play we did i was working full-time still at the bar so i was doing mm. two full-time jobs and just very 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 depressed but you just turn up flick a switch just, and you just go into performer yeah. mode i mean well, that's what i want to do right so eventually it's you kind of what do I want to do? You know, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. And yeah. It's not easy, you know. That's so but, hard. Yeah, but certainly one of those things that I'd rather. I I know, deep down, I know that if I'm at my low, what will bring me up is that energy of a room. And it's. It's also an escape for you. Totally. Not it's, just the oh audience. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so cathartic. I need it, you know. I've yeah, been yeah. selfish in, in shows of being like, I need this. You know what I mean? I just need to go fucking. Yeah. Go out there for a bit. It's like, it's for you as much yeah, as, it, as it is for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fascinating. And IBS, eh? I'm uh, an IBS girl too. Oh and it sucks. God, it's it fucking sucks. And that's why, guys, don't suggest dinner dates. It, yeah. You never know who you're dealing with. And, and they're going to want food? cheese and yeah. they don't want it, but they're going to, they, they see the cheese. They're on a date. They're going to order the cheese and you're going to be holding in farts in bed. <laughs> 
and it's gonna hurt so bad and they're gonna look at you and they're gonna say you don't look like you're having very much fun and you're gonna say i'm having a lot of fun but i'm holding in a fart and my insides are gonna explode and if they explode i'm nervous that the smell's gonna leak out my mouth you know what i mean like that's how i feel like absolutely yeah because i'm gonna eat the cheese absolutely well that's the shitty thing about having ibs because you can still love food and mm-hmm. hate the experience of eating food. Yep. And digesting food. Yeah. It's 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 the worst. It's no good. It's Big bloated belly. Have yeah. you are you lactose intolerant too? Lactose insensitive at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Lactose insensitive. <laughs> yeah, I like, really like that. Like not it's not a good, you know, that's it. It's like sometimes I, I feel like it's the oils like if I have melted cheese it fucks with my gut a lot more than if I just had like a block of cheese or something. Oh. But then also a block of cheese will still See, cheese is good for me, but milk, oh. not so much, oh. which is like, a weird thing. And like ice milk's... cream, not so much. Mm. And ice cream is delicious. Fucking really good. Right? It's yeah. it's the worst thing to not. Have. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Right. There's a lot of people with diet stuff that I'm like, like yes. gluten. Celiac's tough. Oh, yeah. that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a fucking tough one. Yeah. I have a friend who was recently diagnosed with it. Yeah. And it's just like, there's no easy. No. Choosing a restaurant anymore. No. Because you yeah. got to call ahead of time. Yeah. You yeah. Have good the talk good robot. Staff. We do a lot of gluten free stuff because one of the owners, uh, partners is celiac. So, like, we use um, an enzyme in some of our beers that, like, oh. reduces the gluten. So, we have, like, beer that you could drink if you have gluten sensitive. Oh, that's and, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good on it is, good It's robot. hard. It's like, yeah, people come so in. So hard. Yeah. They get very excited because not a lot of places do. That's, well, that's good. More places should fucking accommodate that. Mm hmm. Um, all right, we have one segment left, everyone. Wow. Okay. We're coming near to the end of, this, of this journey. Um, so this is talking about getting canceled and stuff. Um, but this can be also be very silly if you want mm-hmm. to be. But mm-hmm. um, do you have an unpopular opinion? Mm. Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. So something that maybe you think a hot take that maybe your friends are like. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple for sure. I I think it's like, first of all, performing should be joyful. So get the fuck off stage if you're not like having fun. Um, Just just. Yeah. You know, just have fun. It's, you know, we're floating on a rock. It's a volunteer position. That's it. You didn't have to do it. You know, you did not have to do it. Have fun. Um, yeah. And it's what a what a blessing and what a joy to be in a in a country like Canada, um, in a safe city, doing yeah. comedy for people that want to see it. And know? have like, a stage. Have a stage. To get on. Have support. Yeah. Have, you know, like venues. There's so much that it's like, I think if you take a step back and you just go like, whoa, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's from like a, a performer standpoint. I think that's maybe like my hot take. Um, just, uh, I think, yeah, just like if you're not having fun. And then um, I think the other thing is just in terms of like, um, sometimes you have to do the thing you don't want to do. Um, yeah. And sometimes you have to do it often. And I, I feel like uh, one thing that used to bug me a lot with, the uh, people outside of the improv community is, you know, years ago there was no improv going on. Uh, before that, there was a group and it kind of crashed and burned. Um, and people would always be like, you're so lucky you get like sold out shows. You're so lucky you sell out shows. 
And I was like, that's true. Like we are lucky that we sell out shows, but also it's like, we've been doing this for a while and we work really hard, you know? And so it's not necessarily luck. It's, you know, and a lot of the people that often say it to me are the people that don't produce their own shit are always complaining about never getting spots. These guys, you know what I mean? Like, and it's that kind of shit where it's, Complaining, but you're not doing anything about it. That's it. It's a little red hen shit, you know? And there's been so many people I've talked to where it's like, hey, do you want to come teach this free workshop with me? Like, free? No way. You're like, okay. You know, the next thing it's like, hey, I'm going to teach this free workshop. You want it? It's like, no, I need to get paid. You're like, okay. You know? And then all of a sudden you have all these people that learn improv and, you know, years later they're taking, they're teaching whatever, things like that. But a lot, a while ago, you know, talking to people like, I don't want to be involved unless, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? It's like, well, nothing right now. But in six years, you know, like yeah. there'll be a thriving community yeah. and that will benefit you. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, just over the years, the people I met that I, I think were in a like unable to kind of like see the bigger picture and think that it's like, y- you know, you got to go support this person. You, you got to, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and that's that's not always just, you know, perform. That's anything. Sometimes you just got to do the hard thing. I, I know I was dating someone one time and her friend was visiting and she had, you know, she had her own struggles with mental illness and, um, but her friend was staying with us and she just stayed in our room the whole week. And I was like, you know, we got to go down to the living room. I don't want to. It's like, well, you, you gotta, you know what I mean? Like she's, he, she's here for a week. She spent money to come here and you, she is alone in your house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's do the hard thing. You get you do the hard thing. You got to go do it. You got to right, like, yeah. and that's not um, and it's tough. And and I empathize and I support. You know, like I'm not trying to, di- I'm not dismissive that it's not hard. Yes, exactly. But you need to understand that the 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 outcome is more important than you know, and that you yes. need to sometimes. Um, get out of your comfort zone, do the hard thing, do the work. You know, I don't want people to get paid for free if they don't want to, but it's like, I I think about, you know, the success of better times and how much work they've done to make that happen and the consistency and the, uh, the work they put in beforehand as a group to make sure things are done well, you know, on a monopoeia, the the work that's done beforehand to make things, uh, go well. Um, you know, people got pissed at Alicia McCarville winning comedian, but oh, yeah. the work yeah. that Alicia does to make sure that that stuff goes well. It's and, just not the kind of work that they yeah. know. But that's, but thing. it doesn't mean that's not what, you but know But it doesn't I mean? mean it's not work. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of work than what stand-ups do. Yeah. And in fact, probably far more, um, there's probably a lot more sacrifice in her life than, than oh my god she has yeah. to be filming stuff all the time. I, I think she's awesome and when i yeah. saw all the hate i was like everyone can get fucked <laughs> like get that's my hot take get fucked if you're an alicia get, if you're a stand-up fucked. comedian and you're mad that alicia mccarville mm-hmm. gets nominated you're an idiot <laughs> you're an idiot well it's because it, yeah, it, guess what it's it's comedian I have to get nominated against you stand-up comedians, and I do something totally different. I know. My so thing is, is, what what are we worried about? It's a word for a, a for an a, for a, a, a newspaper <laughs> in Halifax, Nova Scotia, yeah. and it is the liberal North End new, uh, like newspaper. Yeah, the best of nominated and voted by just people, random people. Yeah, and then you're like, how dare she be? 
Yeah. How dare she be acknowledged for being funny and supportive and kind and like a good, you know, and because yeah. someone's dick jokes didn't get appreciated enough. And that's not to what? say that there's good comedian. I try. I love Travis Lindsay and I was very happy for the, what happened, you know, and, and, and the support this year. And I, and, um, Oh yeah. You know, and, and, but then it's you, when you also see people getting mad, you're like, why does that fucking matter to you? It's interesting, right? Like, well, it's more of a, a reflection on on their insecurities with themselves. Absolutely, but it's like so. You need the coast to tell you you're a good well, comedian, that's just it. and you have like, to move past that. You need the coast to tell you what your job is in order yeah. for you to feel secure. That's an, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? The, Let Alicia McCarvel have millions of fans, be funny and kind, and make people feel good. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with any of yeah. you. Yeah. And if you need to be comfortable in your work as a comedian, <laughs> that's going to have to come from within. There, <laughs> there we go. That's well, but that's but but that's exactly it. I think I think like I I've been like thinking about this lately, just people's relationship performers specifically, their relationship with recognition because I've been fighting a narrative mm-hmm. in my head that I want and need recognition for right. hard work doing the show for this pocket. Like actually yeah. back to the coast thing, doing intoxicated for six years consistently mm-hmm. um, and having newer podcasts come in, get nominated when a small part of me is like, mm. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I can't, I can't stay there yeah. because just like what you just said, this is uh-huh. one newspaper. Yeah. I've had people message me, you know, and tell me, you, you know, for example, people who've passed away yeah. and their loved ones still listen to their episodes. Yeah. And it's like, I'm still doing something fucking great. No, I, I just have to change the narrative in my own yes. head that whatever this external recognition yeah. thing that I think I need or I think I deserve. Right. Is bullshit. How do they choose the winners for the coast? I mean, it's votes. Right. And and what is what are the guidelines that these people are given? Um for for what? Guidelines for voting? If it says best comedian, what does what's did they give someone a no. Bl- no, they don't, right? There's no gu- There's no guidelines. There's no guidelines. So it's it just would people be, voting. It would be So so yeah. we're worried about yeah. I know. getting recognition for something that is not defined, right? I know. So that's what sucks because that's the what idea cuz what sucks is the word says best podcast and you go yeah. i feel like i have the best podcast but the the issue is is the name of the award is is it's not, not best comedy podcast it's, it's well also it's not best it, it's, it, it should just be what a bunch of people who voted at the coast thought was their favorite award do you know what i mean because it, it it's not the best it's, best it, is such a shitty there wasn't a jury there wasn't no. a, there wasn't a heart there they didn't have um uh, was, something in front of them uh, that they all looked at and decided a rubric. There wasn't a rubric to decide this is what is the best, right? Exactly. So we need to not worry about any of that it because is a gong it, show. it's a gong. Sh- it doesn't matter. But Thank and you. then yes. it need you know. So then so you know that people uh, still watch your yeah. You know that that means something. Yeah. You know that people love being. This has been fun for me, right? Yeah. So you know it's good for the the people that come on. You know that it's 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 a good concept. It's enjoyable. So then literally you just have to shut your thing. You in. just gotta because yeah. otherwise you're not you're probably not gonna get that validation unless you ask 
for people to give you that validation, which is what happens with the coast a lot. Hey, yeah. vote for me, vote for me, vote for me, vote yeah. for me, vote for me. And then all of a sudden you get a lot of votes. You're like, yeah, a lot of people thought I was good. It's like you ask people every day to vote for you and they did. And that's really great. But that is, again, not actually based on the quality of your product or you as a performer. That is just the nature of how that's these awards are chosen. And, um, and it is using your networks. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. So like there was one year. Because Hollow City has been nominated a bunch of times for best in the best. We won campaign. like second um, uh, Talisha McCarvel, I think. And second. then people got really mad because we were eight people. And then I was like, this is st- like, it doesn't matter. Why are you mad at us? It's um, yeah, it's tricky. There was yeah. one year that I got nominated. Mm-hmm. And people made a big deal about it. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm pretty sure that yeah. I'm pretty confident that I, I don't know. It might've been just some like people who knew of me that threw my name in there. Yeah. And I probably just got nominated by default because people don't know about comedy in health acts. Yeah. They just don't. There's not a lot of, I would just love the coast to like just showcase yeah. all the different types of totally. comedy going on in the city more showcase improv shows, showcase mm. fucking friend shows, showcase standard comedy shows. Like I, I don't know. It's just not that well known. Right. Mm. So, um, I probably, I might've had five people throw my name in there and yeah. I got nominated by default, but yeah. then I had sweet, sweet friends of mine bringing me up on stage as she's nominated for best comedian this year. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm two years in, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I am not the best of anything. Yeah. But again, you know, it's like, it's an award show that doesn't really matter. It doesn't and, and, matter. and it's like, you just take a step back and you're like, Oh, you know, it's yeah. like, I remember, yeah. You know, you see tweets where people are like, Oh, this guy's not a comedian or people got mad. Cause I said I wasn't a comedian. And I was like, this literally could not matter. It's stupid. So you know what I mean? Um, you're I, providing comedy. Yeah, for sure. And I work hard and I'm talented and I know that. And I like what I do and I'm happy, but yeah. I, I, I will tell you this. If I had zero awards from the mm-hmm. coast yeah. or I had a hundred awards from the coast, it wouldn't matter. I will be buried six feet deep. Right. You know, like I, I don't, we all I end up. In do, the I do not ground. care. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's tricky. It's tricky, but like, I don't know. You just, uh, you, you, I, I'm not like religious, but I love the idea of the pearly gates. And I love the idea that like when you die, someone's going to be like, well, Hey, you know how you did, you know what I mean? Like, you know, whether or not you were good or bad. And you don't need someone who, like. Most times it's not going to be about anything to do with your like work. Absolutely. Like in in, in my opinion, it is about the relationships you make on on earth that matter. Yeah. Um, And that is why mental illness can be so tough when you Mm -hmm. do feel lonely. It's the worst feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, I'm going to die. And like, no one's going to care. Yeah. But but and it, no one's gonna care. But it, but if, if you live your life as a kind person and you mm-hmm. you implement kindness in like everything you do, whether that's big gestures or small gestures, mm-hmm. that's a good person. Well, and also you know? you know, and that doesn't mean that a good person can't have that feeling like no one cares, no one cares. But uh, you know, eventually, I think there's a little bit of this um, um, this this faith that um, those feelings. Uh, aren't uh, an accurate representation of the whole story. Yeah. And that uh, good people can struggle and bad people can be supported. And um, and it, one of those things where I think, um, um, it, you know, with with the, the feeling so low and the positivity, I think it's still 
um, knowing that like it, it will come, you know, th- like this too will pass. You know, this tool like, passes are great. And, and I know that's tricky in, in the moment and things like that, but whether or not you're the most positive person or negative or bad or good, like those struggles will, you know, you're just human. You're just chemicals, you know, that like, um, it will lessen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's going to be easier if you're less reliant on how someone else feels about you, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just got to have, it's tricky. You got to have faith, um, that your friends do love you. And these people aren't just doing a 30 year prank, you know, prank. It's, it, Cause it'd be unlikely. They're for the long yeah, haul. You know? yeah, yeah. And, but, and those thoughts and insecurities and fears are normal, but I think it, it, it does come down to like in life, you just got to act in good faith and that, and, and it is easier when you're feeling those struggles of being like, okay, but like, I got to have faith that when the person said they love me, they do, you know, like, um, or, you know, it's yeah. a little different, but you you start dating someone, right? Or yeah. you're talking to someone and they're like, I like you a lot, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they go out and they don't text you or whatever. And you're so nervous. Yeah. You're like, what are they doing? I'm like, are they with their ex or what? And it's like. Do they really like me? You gotta, they told Actually, you they liked you. Believe you gotta them. Have, you, you believe them. But what, why not, you know? Well, that's and, so much of that is rooted in like low self-esteem. Absolutely. Right? I think men specifically, you'll hear, hear a lot of times. Like, I don't deserve her mm-hmm. or like, like things like that. And it's like, but she chose you. Yeah. So are, do you not so have, live do you not have faith in her? Yeah. Or are you, are you incapable of living up to the standards that you create? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, absolutely ridiculous. To yeah. Me. Yeah. And that's, I think that the defeatist attitude is, is normal, but I think the, the easiest way to kind of fight it is, is eventually, you know, have faith, have it be rewarded, which is tricky, but I do think it is usually rewarded that it's like, if you reach out to someone and you say, I'm struggling more often than not, they will try to be empathetic. They might not have the right answer, but more often than not, they'll try to yeah. be empathetic. I've had, yeah. I've definitely had friends pull me out of bad pits. Yeah. But you know, but you also, you know, like they're fucking, it's they, you can't always, you know, I've had friends be like, I'm in a bad place. And I'm like, how about this? And they're like, Nope, still in a bad place. And you're like, would you believe I'm stumped? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah. I'm out of suggestions. <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay, well, coming over, you know, I don't know what to do. But I, I think there's yeah. also, like, I think there's, you know, having the faith that um, the, pe- the people that tell you that they have your best interest at heart do have your best interest at heart. And the people that tell you they care about you do. And mm-hmm. it's tricky. But in those moments, like, I don't know what else you can really do unless you call them and be like, do you love me? Uh, yeah. But I don't know if that actually helps. Uh, no, anxious know. attachment is... Um, Right. A brutal. I haven't looked up the attachment styles at all, but someone said the other day that I seem like I have secure attachment, which seemed like a good thing. That's that's the top one you can get. That's they rank them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, secure secure is kind of what you're what you're going for. Everyone's aiming to be secure. But the whole idea is, is like me, for example, I was anxious attached and now I'm fearful avoidant because I'm, uh, it's a defense mechanism for me. Yeah. So rather than getting anxious with somebody, I just don't get close with them at all. Right. I think there's probably, <laughs> I, I get a little fearful avoidant for sure. I think I, 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 there's conflict, but then there's like, I, it's like, I avoid conflict. I don't think is good. You know what I mean? When someone's like, I want to have a fight. You're like, we went out on one date. We don't need to fight. Like, but I want to fight. And you're like, 
feel like we don't need to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Someone is like, I feel like you're not into me as much as I'm. They into want you. to fight. It's like, yeah. Well, I, I like I was very busy, and I and someone we went out, and then I was like, I can't go out for another week and a half, and they're like, I feel like you just don't want to go out. Oh, uh, like, this. No, yes, yes, yes. I, no, okay. I can't. Anxious attack. Yeah, yeah, like I can't, and they're like, no, you just don't want to. Anyway, oh, that drives me mad. Okay, but you know. That drives me. Actually, yeah. the guy a guy I recently went on a date with kind of went on a on a tangent about I don't know why women say that they're busy. You can make time for anything, and then he kind of spewed into this like I work fourteen hours a day and I still make time, and I'm like, yeah, but you're that's your choice. Yeah, and also you sound shitty, so maybe you should <laughs> fucking pick up a hobby and pick do less, yeah you know, like. right it's like it's like no sometimes like yeah there was there was a time that i was like i i, I told someone i was talking with i can't mm. see you until this day man i just can't yeah like and that doesn't mean we can't chat but like it's yeah no i, I feel you on that that's so insane one, one of those and i get it but it, yeah it just sucks when sometimes you're just like okay but you know has it literally has nothing to do with you it has nothing, you know. It's all there. You gotta have faith that I like want to go out in a week and a half, you know. Yeah. And if you don't, that's uh, I'm not gonna fight about it. Yeah, you know? and then that person should try to get to a secure attachment yeah. with themselves, probably. Yeah. It's all tricky. Everyone's uh, struggling. What right? a what a fucking yeah. shit show it is to be a human. Yeah. Amen. I'm, it really, really is. A sh- it is like yeah. pretty a, cool though, too, right? Like how wonderful. People, yeah. There's sometimes people that like. Don't and like hopefully this doesn't come off mean, but like some people just don't have emotional complexity. Oh, absolutely. And it's very yeah. strange to me. And I go, they're probably having a better time. For maybe, yeah. I, I I mean, I think what I love about humans outside of emotional complexity or not, I think most people are quite simple in certain ways. And that like I think what's really nice is like you know, beautiful sky does make you feel good. And the birds chirping does yeah. make you feel good. And, you know, if you had a long day, a friend coming and doing one of those nice little back scratches does make you feel good. And, you know, cuddling a little and someone puts your head on. Well, yeah, does make you feel good. So these li- like how how bizarre life is. But I do think it's like really nice that it's like these little tiny things that we do, uh, whether it's the, the you know, just the touch, the smiles, the hugs, the laughs. Yeah. Just enjoying like nature and beauty. Social that, connection. Yeah, anything. So I think it's like yeah. pretty wonderful that we as humans, despite all the struggles, can still create meaning and joy out of the littlest like things. And I think that's pretty, you know. It's pretty dope. Yeah, pretty nice. Like at the end of the day, life's tough. But like if I look outside and it's like a rainbow. Little joys. That, that can is, literally take me, you know, yeah. This is my big thing lately. Little yeah. joys. Find oh, yeah. a little joy every day. Yeah. I am not a positive person. I am a big time pessimist. Right. But I try to find a little joy, whether that's just something that makes me, I don't know, anything. A co- have a cookie. I don't yeah. i don't know. Anything. I think it builds neural pathways. They're there. I think yeah. It's a good, yeah. Just like literally. Yeah. You know, I, uh, um, yeah, my grandpa used to always just every morning be like, you know, it's a beautiful morning, you know? Yeah. And some mornings sucked. But I think there's something about if you start every morning off and you say it's a beautiful morning, like you're going to have a pretty good day. And, uh, you know, it could be shitty and gray out. But if you start off and you say, it's a beautiful morning, like. I'm going to try it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to start. Yeah. I'm going to try to start my day with that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not saying like you can't manifest everything perfectly, but I do think it's like just the the ability of like holding on to that mindset. Well, we have control over our mindset is the thing. Absolutely. And people tend to forget that. Yeah. 
So like anytime like it's like the only thing you have control of. It really, really is. You can only control your your own mindset and yeah. your own reactions to things. Yeah. Anytime I stop a reaction, I'm real proud of myself. It's not well. I mean, I'm real proud of myself. Anytime I stop a bad reaction. And I think it's good to to know what you need sometimes and mm. like be honest with it. Where it's like, yeah, you know, hey, you do just need to take a walk right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. The power of a walk. It's not. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Get some fresh air. Yeah, hey, truly. Get some sleep. Get some food. One of the when I was oh, in improv, yeah. uh, one of the best. So this uh, it was like a Q and A with this wonderful improviser, Katie Bowes, and um, this high school student was like, "Katie, do you have any like life advice?" And they were like, "Yeah, you know, figure out if your partner is angry or hangry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of them you can deal with, and one of them you can't. And it, it's something like along the lines that I'm always like, "Holy shit." I hate how real that is. Well, if you're ever in a bad mood, you just ask yourself, like, yeah. have I drank water? Drank water? Have I slept? Have I eaten? Eight, yeah. And is that no? Then I should probably apologize to my partner. <laughs> you know, like one of those, like, uh oh. Well, we often that. forget about those needs. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's when like you get in the when basic you get needs. Busy. Yeah. yeah. I've I've forgotten to eat I, many times. I haven't ate today. What? I had I think two mocha six. Yeah. I know. What? I forgot. Stop. Stuff. Huh? Fuck! I wish I had chips or something for you. Oh no, I'm good. But I gotta go say, get stoned, eat ice cream. Sometimes. Oh hell yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. eat that ice cream. Yeah. Um, it was a treat to talk with you. Thank hey, you thanks. so much. Yeah, thanks for having. Thank me. you so it's much nice. for coming on. I definitely like know way more about you now. Yeah, now so the whole, the whole this, world will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the whole fucking What's world. What's this improv? Mm. Okay, I'll give it a try. And let people know where they can follow you. Keep up to date with like your shows, what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, um, Liam Fair, I guess Van Dam fan ninety three on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, where'd that came come from? Oh, uh, Van Dam, like Jean Claude Van. Damme. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, damn. Uh, it was like around the. Anyways, I think I, love he, it. I think he's so goofy and fun. Um, and then um, I don't know if I agree with him politically. In fact, I'm sure I don't. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think he can do the splits real good. Um, Hello City. Yes, um, follow Hello City. Um. Go see a show. Yeah, I, I, uh, we do shows. I, I think we're gonna start doing more stand up and sketch and just fuck, uh, yeah. fuck around there sketch and uh, yeah, just trying more stuff. Um, I would say uh, if you get a chance, um, there's Spontaneity Improv is doing classes. Neptune has shows. Uh, the yeah. Understudies. If there's one thing, if you want to get a chance, go see the Understudies. It's Sarah oh. Graham and Eric Garf. Uh, and they're awesome. Sarah Graham is an accessibility coordinator, works with like Fringe, is the Fringe, uh, oh. took over the Fringe Festival in Halifax. Eric Garf okay. did Mount A improv as well. Is ah. They're like incredible. They do a show called Mixed Bag where people can just put their name in a hat and, and play together. So I love that. Uh, professional and amateur improvisers play together and it's really nice. And um yeah, so you can see me, but that you don't need to. No, and, go uh, see him and, and uh, follow but, him. But the understudies and uh, spontaneity and um, better times comedy better times. is so phenomenal. Um, so good. Uh, who else do I think is? I mean, Travis Lindsay, obviously. Uh, Kristen Green is a friend who Kristen. works really hard as a good host. I want to get her on the show too. Yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think yeah, just go out and support. Uh, improv in the city and, and come try it and if you ever wanted to do it take a class yeah yeah take a class with. i've Colin been saying it for years i just gotta do it 
Yeah, you got to. It's very fun and it's freeing. And again, the stakes could not be lower, right? Like the stakes are lower. The, 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 there's nothing, you know, it's easier than in, in stand up. So think do you think? It. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's more f- well, maybe not more fun, but I think it's more fun. But you know, it's a little more playful, a little more freeing. Yeah. Like, not worried about whether or not people think the thing you wrote down. Right. Specifically to make people laugh. That's oh uh, hey, that's a great that that's yeah. a fucking great pitch for for yeah. improv. Yeah. Um. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, this was you. this was tons of fun, you. and you can end the episode with a. Ding, 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 ding. Do you want to guess how much time? Damn it. Were you looking? Ooh, I was close. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan and brought to you by the messiness of life. Everybody's depressed. Next subject.